Okay, we're uh, back. Today is the last day we'll be doing a show over um, over Zoom. Which, by the way, I got to hand it to these guys. It is great technology. Yeah, we didn't have any real glitches at all. No, I actually listened back to the show a bit yesterday, and I thought that it sounded pretty good in terms of, you know, we're not we're not using actual, um, you know, those big mics we use in the right. studio. I, I don't have any headphones on. And, and, you know, all things considered, it sounded pretty good, I thought, you know. So that's kind of cool. Um yeah, but, you know, sometimes I've seen some of these broad, you know, kind of conference things and, you know, people are going in and out and things shut down, but it didn't yeah. happen. So today's show, well, gee, I don't even know where to begin, but today's show, we're going to answer the question, is Alec Baldwin the most miserable guy during this whole quarantining? Because he's got, you know, look, I'm an older dude. The thought of like taking care of a younger kid right now would be exhausting to me. And Alex's not as old as I am, but he's pretty much up there. And he's got the young wife, and they went all out berserk and had four. They have four babies at home, like four little. I mean, what are the what's the age range again? It's like seven, five, three, and one, something like that. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Like, where the fuck does he hide out? <laughs> you know, if they don't have any nannies, as you said, he doesn't. He says he doesn't. I'll he bet can't you, hide. I will he's got to help. You, I will bet you right now, whatever amount of money you want to bet, not that money matters anymore because in the new <laughs> right. economy. Nobody's going to have any. It's like Germany pre-World War II. A loaf of bread is about $5 million. You know what? I was thinking that William Devane commercial is now free. I need gold. You need gold. I'm, <laughs> I'm walking around with bricks of gold and paying people. But... um yeah, I mean, I, I'll bet you any amount of money that, like, you know how your line in the sand was, look, I'm in quarantine, but I'm not cleaning my house. I have right. somebody. <laughs> I guarantee you his line is going to be they have some kind of nanny help in there. And he's just like. Oh, for this, they're bringing in help. When I'm you're not sure. supposed to. I'm right. almost sure they do have a nanny. You sure of it? I'm almost sure. Yeah, I guarantee it. He's not, he's too old to be taking care of those babies. And his wife's going to give out at some point. I just read in the New York Post, there. Uh, you know, they said that the divorce rate already is through the roof. Forget the How quarantine. How could that be? I know. Already <laughs> people are like separating. Where do you, I guess you divide the house in half and just. Who has time? They can't get away from each other. <laughs> people are fighting and all that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Well. I mean, I would love it if Alec comes on today and he's honest and he just starts crying and he has a complete breakdown. Yeah, but he's a good actor and he's yeah. going to show a brave face. I know yeah. it. He'll say it's wonderful. Look at this. Meryl Streep's daughter filed for divorce on Monday. Like, oh, she just crazy. <laughs> she can't even wait. Quarantine did it. <laughs> because, like, I was even thinking about you, you know, like me. Yeah, because I, you know, I have Beth here and. Mm -hmm. I, I was laying in bed thinking, if I didn't have her here, mm. I'd go berserk, you know. I mean, I really would, because it, it would just be weird not to have any. I mean, you're used to it. You've been alone. But, you know, you have people in and out of your life constantly. You know, you have people in your home. All of a sudden, though, it's just me and Beth. And I and, I, and we both looked at each other. Thank God we get along really well. Yeah. You enjoy each other. 
Yeah, like we've only had one little minor thing where I annoyed the fuck out of her, but it was so <laughs> minor. And I, I think because of therapy, I was pretty good in the situation. What happened was we did the show yesterday, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, unbeknownst to me, while we're in here, quote, unquote, working, um, she was downstairs. She cleaned the entire kitchen. So I came down and I was fucking ravenous. After Do you even show. know where the kitchen is? <laughs> yeah, I know where it is. So I, I was ravenous yesterday. And like I, I went downstairs after the show uh-huh. and I made myself a bagel with peanut butter. And then I cut the bagel in half near the stove. And Beth like looked over at me and said, oh, man, you know, I just cleaned that whole area. And when you cut the bagel over the stove, you just put crumbs all over the fucking stove. And like, I hope you don't mind me pointing this out. I go, honey, you just busted your balls cleaning this kitchen. And I walked in and made crumbs. And that was absolutely not acceptable of me to do. And that will never happen again. You should absolutely bring it up because that is disrespectful of me. And then she was like, okay. Yeah, see? that's the end of that. I don't now, get to yell at people. The old Howard would have been like, hey, I fucking pay for, you know, you know I mean, <laughs> everything is me paying for shit. That's right. I paid you know. for it. But she was right. I mean, it up. I mean, she was right. I mean, think about it. I, I I don't oh, want absolutely. I don't want to get ants and shit and my stupid crumbs on the floor and all that stuff. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm not thinking. So I'm husband of the year. That's all I'm saying. Not really. No. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but so far, we haven't really gotten on each other's nerves. Well, how about the rest of you, Gary? Are you and Mary okay? We're doing great. But I just want to go back to Howard and Beth. That was one time. Have her clean all the time for like, 20 years and have her point that out and see how good you are. <laughs> no, and this like, is temporary. I, Beth is going to snap any day now. <laughs> she, she doesn't want me cleaning because she doesn't like the way I clean, but the, right. but the house is way too much for her for one person. Yeah. And she, by, by probably by about 11 o'clock this afternoon, this morning, she will be like ready to kill anyone. <laughs> because I mean, she's just exhausted. She's really exhausted, and I don't want her to get sick. I fuck the coronavirus. I don't want her to just drop dead from a heart attack. Well, I was trying to tell you you need help, but you you do whatever you think you need to do. Oh no, 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 no! She doesn't need any help. She'll be fine. Coronavirus is. Wait a minute! You can't have it both I ways. Know. She's either coronavirus... gonna die or she needs help. Coronavirus <laughs> won't kill her. It, it, Wait a minute! Like... What are you gonna do if she dies? Oh, that's it. No more show. <laughs> If she dies, the show's over. Because I couldn't do both. I couldn't do the show and clean this house. Together. <laughs> but you want to know the reality? I'm a dude. And it's like, um, if, like, if she died, I would just like never change the sheets. You'd never. be JD. I'd be JD. I would turn into, <laughs> I wouldn't shave. I would just like kind of let everything fall up. Like she's like, we have to vacuum every day. We don't want cat fur all over the place. And mother- and I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, no, I don't even notice. Right. You you, know. you didn't know it was there. Yeah. I'm like, what? Uh, what? There's crumbs on the stove? <laughs> like, you know, who knew that? I mean, I, I'm a dude. I, so I would just like have a big sloppy house. That would be it. There'd be no laundry. I'd wear the same thing, you know. Oh, what a shame. Over. That yeah. house is so beautiful. You'd let it all fall apart. Yeah. It would just corrode. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be the end of it. Howard, I, uh, Mary was cleaning the other day, so I said, hey, Mary, can I help you? And, uh, and then she assigned me to clean the toilets in the house. Ooh. Oh. Like I got to do the shittiest job there was. Yeah, you got corporal duty. <laughs> Sorry, you asked. Yeah, Beth doesn't want me cleaning the toilets, but she didn't like the way I cleaned my bathroom. I cleaned up like we have a little gym area where I do my Peloton and stuff. I clean that. Uh-huh. And then yesterday I went in and I was fucking exhausted. I said, I got to do the Peloton. I thought, in fact, I thought I had Corona. I was just so tired and I felt like I had a fever. But meanwhile, I was sitting near a window and then realized the sun was hitting on my head. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, I got to get on that Peloton. And I got on and I got to admit, I felt better after I did 45 minutes. Like all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, I'm not that tired. You know, stop being a pussy. But then I said, all oh, right, my job is to clean the gym. So I started to wipe down the Peloton bike. And uh-huh. I was like, this is bullshit. I hate this. I know. And I, and I left. I gave up in the middle of my chores. You see? But I went down and I told Beth that I cleaned the entire gym. Do you, and, and all, I mean, what kind of floor do you have in there? Does it need vacuuming or? No, no. I determined it doesn't need vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I, I put like a little mat down, like a rubber mat thing. So. Yeah. I, it doesn't, but, I mean, dusting or something has to be done. Oh, really? I don't think there's any dust in there. I haven't seen <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's no dust. You see, this is what I'm talking about. You don't know how to clean. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. Like, Beth knows that. She, <laughs> she says, you cleaned in here? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. But that was the thing. You said to me I should clean my house. And I'm like... Okay, I don't I don't even know how to turn on the washing machine. Yeah, I don't either. How would I do laundry? How would I mean I'm I'm an invalid in that way. I don't know where anything is. Yeah, well, you know what? You have to learn, Robin. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> you really, I'll be in one room if that's the case. You're a very bright woman. You can learn. <laughs> I can learn to clean. Beth did, you could too. <laughs> as easy as it looks i suspect everything is weird too like now all the um celebrities are broadcasting from their home that's why <sighs> I, I can't wait for us to have our equipment uh, by the way the, the guy was here big shout out to charlie who was here in my house till nine o'clock last night oh my goodness uh on the phone with a whole bunch of people to put together the equipment that we'll be using starting Monday. Yeah, because it all has to be tested and everything. Yeah, and I won't go down there for four days because I want all the coronavirus to die off of it. Charlie didn't even eat while he was here because he didn't want to bring in coronavirus. He just wanted to work straight through. Oh, I wish I could talk to Charlie and hear that talking to he got. And Charlie, oh, he got briefed like... (laughs) Charlie wasn't, he was so nervous that he wasn't allowed to use the bathroom. So he peed in a bottle. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't want to get coronavirus. Listen to you. I know. But anyway, Charlie's, Charlie's the man. And then Monday we'll be using the more extensive equipment, as they say. Okay. And then because I'm watching all of the celebrities like on Instagram broadcasting from their house and doing concerts from we their house. We look like them, huh? Yeah, we look like them and I fucking can't stand it. It's just sickening. It's sickening. I know. I looked a little bit and I said, oh, the Gail Godot and all these other people are singing Imagine. Did I, you oh, see yeah. that? No, people wrote me about it asking if I was asked. I go, the people don't ask me to sing Imagine. <laughs> you know I'll ruin it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
What was it like? They all stood in everybody a line. had a line, you know, and then they'd hop to another celebrity for the next line. She's annoying. Should she be in Israel? I think she thinks she's Wonder Woman. I think she does. <laughs> yeah. She's going to save us all. Yeah. You're not Wonder Woman, Gail Gadot. And besides all that, what could Wonder Woman do to Corona? And what does Imagine have to do with anything? I don't know. Imagine, <laughs> like, like what, what, what does that have to do with anything? You know, they got a lot of shit for it because uh, all these really super rich people in the super rich houses were singing, Imagine No Possessions. And everybody was right. Like, <laughs> well, I saw Madonna sitting in a bathtub full of milk and rose. And rose petals or something? Yeah. I saw that, like, too. Talking about how the great equalizer in life now is the coronavirus as she's sitting in a million dollar, you know, bathtub. And then- yeah. And then JLo was getting crap because her house looks like the house from Parasite. It's this huge right. glass walled thing. And she's got her kid on a hoverboard and they're out there playing in front of her pool. Yeah. And they're, and they're like talking about how they're surviving in the quarantine. And it's yeah. like, dude, put me in that house. And I can, you know, how is it that people have no self-awareness? And and I say this to, you know, mostly famous people that I see on the Internet. That's what I was always saying about Oprah. I mean, Oprah flaunts her wealth, like, with without any discomfort whatsoever and not taking into consideration that other people are sitting there really, you know, having hard times. These guys living out of their fucking car. They actually need the $1,200 the government is going to send. Gosh darn right. So it's like... How are you so, like, the reason everyone abets cats videos, all you see is my floor. I don't want some asshole being jealous of my couch. I go, honey, edit that. I don't want some fucker seeing the fact that, you know, that, that we have a bed that was made in Holland in the 1600s. Shit. Have a heart. I was one of those guys. I didn't have a pot to piss in. You know, when I was living in Hartford, I was living in a, 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 like a, a half a foot of toilet water on my floor because the toilet never flushed. <laughs> and and if, I'm, if I was in that situation watching J-Lo on a hoverboard with her kids, I'd fucking go berserk. <laughs> like, how do people not have that awareness? How do they not have it? You could tell certain people have the awareness. Like Spade, David Spade has the awareness because I see when he does a little broadcast from his house, Looks like he lives in a shithole. <laughs> you know, he's disguised. He, he, has a, he has a shit corner that he's he has a recorded. He, he said, when you build my house, build a shit corner in case <laughs> they are at the broadcast from here so people don't get jealous. You know, J-Lo's advertising. If the apocalypse happens, like, hey, let's go over to J-Lo's house. You know, I know. It's all glass. We can get in. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, like, even where uh, Charlie was installing all my equipment last night. Yeah. It's in a basement. Looks like um, a, a scene from from that Jodie Foster movie when she's, you know. Oh, you know, oh, oh. Um, yeah. The one where she has the safe room. No, the one where the the guy puts the women in the pit. Oh, oh Silence oh, of the Lambs. The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, my basement looks like Silence of the Lambs. I have a little <laughs> corner. It's going to look like wow. Howard's not doing that well. <laughs> I'm not going to sit like, there. Where's that? Because I've seen that basement. It's beautiful. Yeah, you're not going to see. You'll see. You're not going to see me in my pool. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was floating in his pool talking about the quarantine. I'm like, dude, use your head. Not only was he floating, he'd made two of those videos. One, he had a miniature pony. Right. And some other animal. I forget right. what the other animal was. And he was like a zoo. I'm here suffering in the in the apocalypse with my miniature pony. 
I mean, don't don't show that. You know, use your head. Oh my God! I, I you know, it's just stupidity. And then guess what? The miniature pony was in the house. Yeah. Hey, something's up with you uh, porn. I can't figure it out. What are you talking about? I was beating. That's off. a disaster. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no. It always weird because I go on you porn, and it's weird because I see a video on there, but it's the same one I keep watching over and over again. Like yeah. it used to always refresh and give me new porn. Oh, maybe they had to uh, stop the people from working. It's the, I've seen the same one three times now. That's an essential service. They better get their ass into the office. And it's such a disturbing porn because it's, again, I look for, for some, and I swear to you on a stack of Bibles, in my real life, I don't think like this, but for some reason, I like. Wait, wait a minute. I like stepdaughter porn. When you're there with your stepdaughter porn. Yeah. That's not your real life? No, I mean, I don't like these scenarios. The thought of a guy fucking his stepdaughter in real life is disgusting to me. You know, it's like, there's no there's no other women on the planet for you to fuck than your stepdaughter. I mean, I would put that guy in jail. But for some reason, <laughs> I'm watching this type of porn and I search it out. And I don't know why. But this one is so ridiculous. And I've seen it so many times. I can tell you the whole story. And it, it's so disturbing because... Do you have to start from the beginning every time while you're watching it three times in a yeah, row? Yeah, I always need to see the build-up. <laughs> that's what gets me going. I'm like a woman that way. Most <laughs> guys just want to see the blowjob and that's it. But I, not me. I need to know what... you got to have a story. Yeah, this one, it's unbelievable. First of all, the stepdaughter is supposed to be like... She's just gotten into her, you know, like 19, 20-year-old, uh, you know, she she... The, the scenario usually is, you know, they they've just become of legal age. Okay, they, so it's not that bad. They're right. they're of the age of consent. At right, least. they got to make that clear. <laughs> they got to make it clear early on, like, you know, oh yeah, it's my oh I can't believe I just turned twenty one. You know, <laughs> right, but they all look forty. Yeah, well, that's my point. This porn that I'm watching <laughs> opens up on the stepdaughter. I thought it was like the mom. It turns out <laughs> the stepdaughter. The stepdaughter looks literally 40 years old. And she's walking around in a negligee, like no pants on, just panties and like a little sheer top. And the stepdad walks in who looks like he's on fucking crack. I mean, <laughs> you got to see this guy. I mean, no woman on the planet would want to fuck this guy. You know, he's got all the shitty tat like prison tattoos. He's fucking, you know, he he's a mess. He walks in and he goes, what's going on in here? She goes, what do you mean? And by the way, she's putting away dishes and every yeah. dish she puts away, she has to reach up really high. So her panties are constantly in his face. <laughs> like there's no there's no shelves in this house where she can't show off her panties. So I'm like looking at her and she looks really kind of beat. You know, she's no teen. He goes, look at you. You're walking around in almost no clothing. He's disgusted by her because it's inappropriate. He goes, this is inappropriate. You are my stepdaughter. That's the disclaimer. <laughs> and you can't be walking around like this, you know? She says, look, when I was a little kid, I always walked around like this, and you never said anything. He goes, yeah, but now you're older. 
And you really shouldn't be. What is she, a dunce? She doesn't realize there's a difference. (laughs) He's in the same reality J-Lo lives in. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. Oh, you know what I'll do? The country's going through a horrible crisis. I'll show off all my wealth. She she goes, you know, Dad, um, I've always dressed like this around the house. Why now is it a bad thing? He goes, because, you know, you've gotten older. You've now reached your 18th birthday. Meanwhile, (laughs) her age is creeping up. Yeah, I mean, there's no 18. And, and, you know, she's got like a big tramp stamp tattoo on her back. Like, when did she get that, you know? And and her skin is like the consistency of Tanmon skin. You know, it's like she's been out. <laughs> oh small. God! Yeah, but anyway, okay, I'll play a fine leather. <laughs> yeah, like I would have watched this more than once, but this I've seen this one three to five times. <laughs> do you know how to find another one? You don't. Yeah, do you? no, I do, but it keeps kind of pointing me toward this one, and then I forget yeah. I watched it, and then I wa- end up watching it again, and it's you know you got to be quick about this because it's all disgusting. <laughs> so. You know, I don't live alone. I got to be quick about it. So anyway, so the father says to her, you know, you shouldn't dress like this. She goes, okay, you know, I hear your point, but that doesn't change anything. She doesn't go and put on pants. She, he says to her, look, your mom's not here right now. Why don't we, like what we used to do, let's go watch TV together and watch a good show. <laughs> so they move over to the couch and she says, you know, and she's still wearing the same outfit. Right. She says, you know, when I was a little girl, I used to play horsey horsey on your lap. And you bounced me up and down. <laughs> now he's got this supposedly 19-year-old, 47-year-old. <laughs> In her panties, she's bouncing up and down on his lap. And he's like, you are such a good girl. You always love your horsey horse. And she's like, yes, I do. And she goes, but it's weird. Do you have the remote in your lap? Because I feel the remote. And he goes, no, that isn't the remote. It's his cock. Oh, you're kidding. Well, you look like, I'm looking at you. You look like you don't understand. Robin's like, well, if it's not the remote, what is it? So they're bouncing up and down. And, and, and then all of a sudden, he moves her panties to the side. And he takes out his wiener and now she's playing horsey horse on his wiener and she likes it and he likes it and he's like wow you're such a good stepdaughter wow but here's the kicker i can buy into all of that i can accept all of that really this is going this is working for you it gets worse (laughs) the mom comes home who looks the same age as her daughter not a day day older or younger it looks like they're you know the mom sits down to watch tv with them he puts a pillow to block her vision of horsey horse going on and the mom, the whole time, just sits there and is oblivious. He has no idea. What's no idea that his penis is inside. Of him. Oh my god! That's the video. <laughs> <laughs> and I've watched it five times. And where do you go? Um... Oh, where do I? When do I climax? Yes. Usually during the first round of horsey horse when he moves up. <laughs> so I don't really like. I actually fast forward to see what happened. <laughs> Because I couldn't believe the mother's such a dumb cough that she's sitting there fucking watching this whole thing going down. And, like, and you know, as soon as I'm done coming, I go, what kind of mother is she? Is <laughs> clearly being fucked. And, like, okay, forget that he's the stepfather. That's the mother. 
She's sitting in the same room while her daughter's getting fucked by her husband. And then I get really pissed off. <laughs> and then you turn it off. Well, and no. throw down your iPad. <laughs> no, I first I come like a fire hose. <laughs> then I turn it off in disgust. <laughs> but what a mother. Casey Anthony was a better mother than this mother. Well, Howard, she's an actress. <laughs> well, and by the way, a damn good one. <laughs> Look at how she got you all worked up. Oh, my God. I was so angry. Unbelievable. Um, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm spending more time on social media. And thank God for all this technology. But um, I, seem, I seem to see on my Instagram, not on Beth's. I get a commercial every third Instagram post, like an ad for a cat toy or an ad for something. Right. Beth doesn't get any uh, ads on her Instagram post. Why am I getting uh, Why am I getting ads and Beth isn't? I don't know because I get ads. Oh, you do. Yeah. I don't get. I don't get ads. Yeah. Why is that? Why don't you get ads? And why do I? I have no idea. No. Fuck it. Anyway, I was thinking about you last night, Robin. People alone during this quarantining, it's got to be a little rough. I mean, I I'm, like being alone. Yeah? All the yeah. time, though? Yeah. You talk to yourself? Like, do you walk around the house like, hi, Robin? No, you know? I don't talk to myself. I don't talk to the cats. No? No. You don't have, like, there's a constant inner dialogue going on, right? No. Really? 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 You're Why not would saying- I have a constant dialogue? The only thing I can say is last night my sleep was completely disturbed because the president is now coming on late. Right. And his, you know, his um, press conferences or whatever they're calling those briefings are that last night was so disturbing. I couldn't sleep. It's unreal. Totally ruined my sleep. And everybody should tell him he cannot talk that late in the day because people can't sleep after he talks. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you know, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo is doing such a good job that everyone's, you know, praising him. And, and rightly so. The guy's been phenomenal. And, and I didn't see his yesterday, but Beth did. And she was saying he was crying, saying we need help here, federal government. People are dying. And then. On the other hand, I didn't see Trump last night. I, I'm I'm literally not watching any news because I start. I just happened to turn on the TV and he was there. Yeah, well, I won't watch because I'm a hypochondriac, and then I start like I'm feeling much better since I stopped watching the news. But I, Beth's mad at me because she's like, "You have to know what's going on." I go, <laughs> "Fuck it," because it makes me want to. You know, I feel like I'm sick. So, anyway. The thing that I kind of caught wind of is that Trump is saying, hey, this will be over in eight days or this will be over by next week. By Easter, he's going to have the country back up and running. Yeah. And cl- and then they he didn't even know when Easter is. He said, oh, just Easter. Yeah. But then his expert will get up and go, look, it's not true. And, and in fact, they're saying it's going to get way, way worse. Yeah. That way more people are going to die. And what's disturbing people is you're, you're sitting there going, what reality? It's like J-Lo in her house. What reality is this guy living in that he doesn't like, I guess Trump has never listened to scientists before about global warming, about anything. He always wants to be the guy who knows everything. And so I guess why now would they start listening to scientists and people who are doctors who understand the virus? Well, they've talked to Tony Fauci about this. I think that's his name. Yeah. And he said, first of all, they asked him, why don't you correct the president? 
when he says some of these things that aren't correct. And he says, what do you want me to do? Jump up and tackle the guy? Yeah, right. I would love to see that, actually. But he says, I can't just push him out of the way and say, excuse me, Mr. President, that's not the way it is. He says, I correct myself. I correct the information when I get up to the mic. And then they said, but what do you think it is? You guys prepare him to go out and talk about these things. And then he makes things up. And he says, look, the president likes to be off the cuff and he likes to be optimistic. And, you know, he does listen in the briefings and he gets it. But when he gets out there, he wants to please everybody. And and then he says these wacky things. Yeah, I think he's afraid of losing the election. So he's just making up shit to kind of make you feel like it's all going to be over and everything's under control. But Right now, you need a guy like Andrew Cuomo, who's, you know, literally running the show. I mean, the guy is just putting everyone to shame because he is just in command of what's going on. But do you realize what the president then said about New York last night? Yeah. He said, "Okay, now, if you've been to New York, you need to be quarantined for 14 days. Unreal. So how do you explain if this is what you're seeing? You know, the Gallup poll came out yesterday Trump has his highest approval rating that he's ever had. And 60 percent of the people think he's doing a great job with this uh, this pandemic right now. I have no I have no idea. And believe me, I hope I'm wrong. I swear to you, I do. I hope that he has complete and full control of what's going on and how to solve this problem. But, you know, from what I see there's a group of these guys like this lieutenant governor of Texas who is now saying, you know, basically, you know, this is a guy, a guy again, who is a, um, he's a, uh, a global warming denier and is got, the guy's name is Dan Patrick. And, and, um, he's going around saying all kind of weird shit that like, almost like, Hey, so a lot of people are going to die, but we got to get the economy going. Well, the president started that too yesterday. Look, people die. Right. Like, you know, we can't shut down the country. People have died in the flu every year. We lose 36,000 people and and they die. So yeah. it's like, just die, people. Yeah, like, like Cuomo, but Cuomo said, you know, hey, I don't want my mother to die. Do, do you want your mother to die? It's, when it hits home, it's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone well, that's has- always with, you know, certain of these people. They're the same people who didn't need health care until they got sick. Right. And then they were like, where's my health care? They didn't need FEMA until there was Sandy or one of these other hurricanes. You know, they thought they were always pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps. How do you explain it, Gary, that that his high he has his highest ratings, uh, you know, in terms of approval? I think that, you know, most of this is happening in Los Angeles and Chicago and New York. And I think that. I don't know, maybe people don't like New York and so they don't really care what's going on here and they think he's handling it well. Or that they don't have anything like this going on where right. they are just yet. Right. It's going to happen. So it seems like he's handling it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of bravado. Like Glenn Beck said, he'd rather die than kill the country. <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll wait till he gets the coronavirus. Because I love that whole story Gary was telling me about. On the internet, these kids who are now like fuck the coronavirus and they get on TikTok and they lick toilets and stuff. Yeah. Gary, didn't you tell me that some kid who like went on and said fuck the coronavirus and licked the toilet now is in the hospital with coronavirus? That is correct. Yeah. What's that? So what's that kid thinking now? No, it's not fun. 
there's also reports there was a 25 year old guy now he didn't lick any toilet he wasn't a bad guy 25 year old athlete who's in a a medically induced coma because he has the coronavirus and it has hit him so hard so it's not only 60 and over who are going to die they uh there was an expert on the air last night who said the coronavirus can kill anybody yeah, the kid in California just died. I think nine years old. Is that right? Yeah, that's the first child. Yeah. No, you know. Anyway, I, it's just so depressing. Uh, yeah, last night I completely could not sleep. I was like, what he just said is absolutely unenforceable. You cannot quarantine everybody who comes out of New York. I couldn't sleep because I was watching American Idol. I'm like a couple of a couple of uh, shows behind. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, that show drives me crazy. I don't know why I torture myself. The way you were torturing yourself with Trump last night, I was yes. torturing myself with American Idol. Before I go to bed, I'm trying to find a show that is non-controversial. That'll just, you know, like I, I'm watching Geary Haji on oh, Netflix. Oh, really? How is that? It's fantastic. It keeps popping up on my Netflix. And I'm watch. like, what the heck is that? Just watch it. It hasn't been, you know what I think it is? People aren't watching it because that's a stupid name, Geary yeah. And it's, you know, you see Japanese subtitles and all that, but it's very cool. All right. It's, it's your cup of tea. Trust me. All right. I started watching The Stranger because I had nothing else. And Marvel. you said, don't watch that. Don't watch it. It's a waste of time. It's like Lost. <laughs> but um, And that's what I was doing when I turned on the TV, looking for something just to relax me so I could go to sleep. And it just happened to land on the president. Well, I'm trying to find something, A, corona-free. Something mindless, because even Geary Haji gets me hopped up. It's like, what could be so safe, so innocuous? Yeah, that would just make me drowsy and knock me out. Yeah. And I'm not going to read a book, so I have to find, you know, reading would probably knock me out, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So uh, I put on American Idol and I, you know, I I TiVo it. So I have a couple of episodes in there. So. Uh It tries this Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and this Luke dude, who you don't even know who he is. You don't even know what, like, honestly, look, I was a judge on one of these shows. People generally knew why I was there. I've had a long career. People know who I am. This Luke guy, the country guy, he, he's like Heidi Klum. You're like, why is he there? I never heard of this motherfucker, Luke Bryant. And I'm not even sure he's that good. I'm pretty sure the other people on that show are better than him. I'm talking about the contestants. Well, I was thinking one time when I saw him singing, he was a contestant. I said, right. oh, this is not trying out. He'll probably get a golden ticket. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure this guy is any better than anyone singing. And it was like kind of like when I was a judge, like I love Heidi Klum. I enjoyed sitting next to her for the most part. But like I used to even sit there and go, what does the audience think that Heidi is judging people who really – have a lot more expertise than she, she does. I, I don't think she can perform at all. No, she, look, she's a model. Yeah. And I she, mean, she doesn't sing. She doesn't tell a joke. No. And quite frankly, she was from another country and didn't understand any of the comedians. <laughs> like she would literally lean into me. She goes, I wouldn't take my children into this. And I say, Heidi, not, not every comedian is for children. Why are you judging this guy on children? But it's not funny. And I go, it it actually is funny, but maybe, you know, because English is your second language. Yeah, anyway, 
I'd sit there and go, the audience must be awfully confused why Heidi Klum is judging anyone. Right. Well, I could understand Mel B. Right. She had some sort of a career. Right. Could under- you can barely understand me, but okay. You know, but I've had a Simon long... Simon, too. I mean, what the hell is... Well, that- Simon has no fucking right to be sitting there. <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, his entire career is judging other people. Right. For no reason. You know. But even with him, you, you've heard that, like, he has some sort of record company or something. So, okay, I'll buy into Simon. But Heidi? <laughs> and she's back. <laughs> she's back. They keep bringing her back. And you know what? I'm realistic to know she's a very good-looking woman, and that's why she's there, because it's great to look at her. Let's be honest. And But whatever. But with this American Idol, I sit there and go nuts because it brings back, like, a post-traumatic stress disorder. I start having flashbacks to America Got Talent. Lionel Richie is sitting there, who, you know, has had a pretty incredible career of writing actual hit songs. And Katy Perry is so, and I guess she's just trying to make the show interesting, God love her, but she's so consumed with doing shtick every minute Mm -hmm. and making faces and carrying on. And I guess she's got to. On the one hand, I hate it, but on the other hand, I'm fascinated by it. But Lionel Richie's got to sit there and, and like kind of wedge his way in to what Katy Perry's shtick is. Like Katy Perry runs up and starts dancing around with the contestant. Lionel's just can't just sit there like a schlub. So he ends up doing something he shouldn't even be doing. Like his thing now is getting up and hugging people. Whatever Katy does, he's got to make himself a part of it. And, and it brought back flashbacks to when Howie on America's Got Talent started doing crazy stuff. <laughs> And I said, I don't want to, I don't want to be doing crazy stuff. I just want to judge. I don't want to be doing cute little bits. And last night on American Idol, every minute, Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and Lionel Richie are doing cute little bits and conversation that no human being talks like this. Mm. And it's right. I don't watch it. I don't know what they're doing over there. Anything to try to make that show fun. And And are they trying the we're the best friends and we hang out all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And Lionel Richie's like the embarrassed older dad who's like every minute they, when they do weird stuff, he goes, I'm not a part of this. I'm not, you know, I I got, and, and like, oh God, I feel so bad for the guy, but he's trying to be interesting. Yeah. And he's not. And Katy Perry's off a fucking rocker. (laughs) <laughs> and, and interesting interesting yeah i mean i hate it but i love it <laughs> and luke bryan i don't know who he is and why he's sitting there but he's some sort of expert i mean well i don't know if they can hear because there was this girl i saw one little clip of a girl singing and she didn't sing very well and as soon as she finished luke bryan says well she got a good voice <laughs> yeah he's like a lot better than mine <laughs> I've seen this guy 50 times ago. Wow, she's really good. And I know what he's thinking. I, I have no right to be sitting here. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. How I don't, did I get here? Yeah, how, how did I get on American Idol and be a judge? I should be performing for, for the judges. <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in, this is our uh, broadcast stripped down like you wouldn't believe. Right, Fred? Absolutely. You okay, Fred? I'm doing fine, my friend. I'm holding up. I worry about his mental health. 
Well, I worry about his wife. She's stuck in there with Fred. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> she's how safe, she, trust me. How's she holding safe. up? Uh, I think she's kind of like more like you, more of a hypochondriac. She, and Dr. Igish yesterday being on, I think, calmed her down an awful lot. I got so much email about Dr. Agus. Yeah. People loved him. We'll have to do that again because, um, you know, really with what's going on with Corona, we have to uh, get really solid, good information. And people, hold on, let me find the email. Forgive me, I have notes all over the place. Uh, he just, He gets organized just before we start every day. Then what do you do? I, but if I didn't do this, it would take an hour for me to find it. Oh, here's a note. Prince Charles has coronavirus. Has coronavirus. I was just reading yeah. that. Yes. I was thinking. And Jackson Brown, too. Jackson Brown? I didn't hear that one. Jackson Brown. I guess we won't be getting an in-home concert from him. No. Prince Albert has it. Albert. <laughs> What's his name? You Albert. know it. What? <laughs> Albert. Right. Why do you say that? Prince Albert. Because he lives in a French country. Uh, um, that's like a friend of mine came back from France and she said, oh, we were at the Heliopath. <laughs> you know what? The Heliopath. I go, Heliopath? She was trying to say the place where the helicopters land. Uh, Heli- yes. Heliopath. <laughs> <laughs> I go, just say fucking helipad. Uh, Prince Albert has it? Yeah, that's where Charles got it. He went and did something with Prince Albert. I think they were rimming. <laughs> did you read that? There's an advisory that people should no longer rim. Because of the coronavirus? Yeah, rimming meaning eating ass. People, there was a there was a. Where did you read that advisory? New York City put it out. New yeah. York City Health Department. Really? Yeah. Right, Gary? New York City Department of Health released a statement asking people to be careful rimming ass during the coronavirus. Boy, I missed that one. They Thank God I'm not still dating. Because, yeah, I, I said I'm worried about Gary. Because, um, Gary, you love to eat ass, right? I haven't done it in 35 years. You should talk to Ronnie. I'm sure Ronnie's done it a lot. <laughs> Ronnie probably did it on vacation. Oh, yeah. The coronavirus can be transmitted through fecal matter. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so um, my point is, like, if you're still eating ass during this pandemic, you're probably going to die. You know what I mean? I mean, if, you do, if you're doing that shit, right? Well, I do wonder about people and whether they're still hooking up and how long should you be with somebody and then just move in with them because of the pandemic and you don't want to be alone? Wouldn't it be great if you found out, like, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, they got it from Reming? each other <laughs> like like yeah we you know they issue a, a statement please stop rimming uh i was rimming rita and through her fecal matter i i received the coronavirus and i know i'm doing this just to make sure that people stop rimming and thank you well it is interesting that prince albert gave it to charles because camilla doesn't have it wow really yeah sometimes i guess they're not rimming it <laughs> um, Ronnie Puppet, what do you think about this? I'm still rimming. I talked to my doctor yesterday, Dr. Anus. He said it was okay. <laughs> he said, keep munching. <laughs> Don't you think people who are really into rimming aren't the kind of people who read warnings from the government? Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Ronnie read that warning. 
I don't think. Yeah, but I won't felch. Felching's out of bounds. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I ain't doing the felching thing. I'm a rebel. I'm still rimming. Yeah. You think Prince Albert was rimming? I do. <laughs> out there. <laughs> okay. Another thing, I've stopped eating feces, so everybody's safe. Oh. Let's... Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, so I was telling you about the Dr. Agus email. Yes. Um, let's see. We received, I'm working in the ER as an essential frontline nurse with only 15 shifts left before I retire. Would I would do the early retirement plan myself. Now's the time to get out, but they're calling all the retired people back. Do you know that? Before I, yeah, I know. Like, Like being called up, like in the army, you could be called up. You're a nurse. No, there's a five year limit. Oh, um, <laughs> Ronnie some wants of my to... friends are, are considering going back in. Really? Yeah. See, if I was a nurse, I'd go back in, but I, unfortunately, I'm not a nurse. <laughs> um, Ronnie is prepared with a new sex tip for people are looking for alternatives to rimming. Do you want to hear that before? Ah. You... And we're moments away from also uh, Alec Baldwin, who uh, is going to tell us whether or not he's miserable. He's going to be very honest with us. All right. Um, Ron, you there? Good morning. Hi. Oh, hey. What up? How are you? How's it going, man? I miss seeing <laughs> your um, little room there with all your NASCAR shit. Yeah. It's still here. Hasn't gone anywhere. It's so Ronnie. funny. They put Ronnie right next to Fred on my little uh, thing here. <laughs> and I don't know which one. Is that the puppet or is that? No, it's me, Rob. <laughs> Did you go online and look at yourself trying to figure out the computer? Did you watch that video? Yeah, I did see that. A bunch of people sent it to me also. So yeah. I, I've, been, I've been getting a, a lot of feedback from it, believe me. You like it? All these assholes bothering me. Trolls. All these assholes have been bothering me. Here's what I've heard about you. This is the latest update, that mm. Stephanie is so exhausted from working that you haven't had sex with her in a couple of days. Uh, true. Wow. Are you masturbating? Uh, no. No. You're waiting. Yeah, I always do. So in the past, you used to sulk when Stephanie wouldn't give you sex. Have you matured in some way? Uh, yeah, because she's working really hard, and she's doing like 12-hour days at work. So so know. now she comes home and says, look, I'm so fucking beat. I'm working, and you're not. So I, I, I got to go to sleep. No, she, she doesn't say that. She comes home, and I have dinner ready. Um, I got my cock out. You had your cock out, Ronnie? I had my cock out. I'd sit in an easy chair, my Barker lounger. I've got my heart on for my honey goat weed. She comes in. She says, I'm too tired. Oh, and then you let her off the hook. No, I'm I'm making some dinner. By the way, what are you making for dinner, Ron? Spaghetti Um, and my balls. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) I also made her some pussy pizza. Right. Put some warm cheese and tomato sauce on the privates. <laughs> and then I let it nibble on the pepperoni in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not like when you get in bed, you're not putting your dick like by her ass or rubbing into it or anything. No, no, but she, she does. She does that to me. Like when she, she loves doing that just to go to sleep. She rubs her dick into your ass. Well, she, she'll uh, she'll spoon up against me, you know, right. and then you that's a signal that you're that she's ready. No, no, it's just we, we go to sleep like that anyway. Oh, so she comes, she's working. She's part of an essential care for animals and all that stuff. Right. So she comes home and you actually have mercy on her. You're like, hey, she's too tired to get into this. 
No, I've been I've been really good. You know, I don't even I don't press the issue. Um, I How usually, long do you think you can last? Oh no, we'll we'll have. Oh, believe me, we'll have it. But are uh, you are you? Afraid? Oh, we're gonna have it, all right. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely have it. There's no are doubt you, about that. Are you, are you afraid you're like gonna blow her head off with uh, your powerful? <laughs> She'll protection? be launched like a rocket. <laughs> and well, <laughs> how many days can you take this? I mean, seriously, what? How many days can you take not having sex from her? Uh, we'll we'll either have it tonight or tomorrow night, probably for sure, and then the rest of the weekend because she'll be off. She'll be off. Okay, so you have those days off coming up. Yeah, right. that's that's, a, that's basically uh, the plan, you know, to leave her alone pretty much during the week, and when she's off, you know. Wow, what an evolved- attacker! <laughs> yeah. Buddy, what if she's tired this weekend? Uh, there's always on the weekend. There's always some kind of sex, man. There's always it. It doesn't matter how tired she is. Yeah, even if she's tired, it's going to go even down. Even if she's snoring, I fuck her armpit. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's into it, believe me. She, likes she, it. she better likes, be. She likes to get her frustrations out, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, listen, you know, you're a good-looking guy. There's no way she can keep her hands off you. I, I get it. Oh, I know. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying, though, you have a sex tip. Oh, by the way, you won't be rimming, right? Uh, no, we haven't. We, that, we don't do that a lot. It's like, you know, it's like a special treat. Yeah, yeah. special treat. So no special treats. <laughs> no, we haven't, we haven't done any special treats. <laughs> You're saying there'll be no special treat of rimming. For, like, does she rim you or you rim her or you do both? It all depends. Right. All depends. Yeah, my ass tastes like truffles. That's what she tells me. <laughs> <laughs> ah. What if she forgets herself, Ronnie? Will you stop her? Oh, hell no. <laughs> but but rimming, you can pass the coronavirus. You wouldn't stop. I mean, don't you have to have it to pass it? By the way, is it true you went and got a haircut? Yeah, on Saturday before they closed the barbershop. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? I mean, the guy, the guy was all done. He had gloves and masks and shit, you know? He had the blue water and the combs. It was protected. So he's safe. I what was, about you? He had the hot towels. Malcolm powder. Ronnie. Ronnie went. I got a report. Ronnie went shopping, went to the bank, and then went, you know, okay, I can understand why you had to go to the bank. I can understand why you had to go shopping. But a fucking haircut, dude. You got to get your quarantine haircut. I mean, your yeah. hair is that important to you? <laughs> no, I just I just wanted to, you know, I don't know how long this is going to go on. So I figured they're going to close the barbershops. So I went and got a haircut real quick. Did you go to a barbershop or a salon? No, a barbershop. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, said, I said for sure he goes to a salon because he wants hot chicks cutting his hair. Oh. I used, I used to do that. Do you go to the barbershop because it's cheaper? No, it's just quicker. It's, it's, it's you know, you're in and out. Ten minutes, you're done. I mean, you go to the salon, it's a whole deal. You got to get your hair washed and this shit and that yeah, How come at a barbershop they don't wash your hair? They just fucking cut your hair. How come those guys can do that? Uh, well, he just, he, he'll spur it. What I usually do before I go, I'll take a shower and, uh, you know, just go to the barbershop after that and boom, one, two, three, I'll cut my hair and done, home. But he'll like- spray water on it to get it wet. Yeah, he'll spray water, yeah. Do you talk pussy with the barber? <laughs> yeah, I talk pussy with him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, that, that must be like. some conversation. I, I, if I could tape you with your oh. barber talking pussy, 
He's more, he get, he's more about uh, my barber guy. He's into wheeling and dealing things. What do you mean? Like, uh, he'll have a watch on. I go, oh, that's a cool watch. Where'd you get that? Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, oh you know. <laughs> you know, I got, I got this guy. <laughs> he always knows a guy. He's always got different watches and, like, uh, he'll go to me, what do you think of these jeans? Look at what are these jeans I'm wearing. I go, they're, they're nice. You know, I'll go, uh, yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. always guy. he's always got a guy for something. Is he offering you the guy or, or like he's just like bragging? Yeah, he doesn't offer me the guy. Right. What does he charge for a haircut? Uh, 20 bucks. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it's quick. And I got to tell you, your hair looks, I mean, don't look any different to me. You know, it seems to be consistent. Yeah, yeah, no, he's good. Yeah. And what does he do? Does he trim the sideburns and the beard and the whole thing? No, I do that myself. I was going to say, the beard doesn't look like it got touched. No, the beard is my territory. <laughs> it's a little off the top and shoves the comb up my ass. <laughs> what? What? I do it myself, the beard. Ah. Yeah, you can't tell. What do you mean you can't tell? What's wrong with it? It's so good that you can't tell. It's, it's like a perfect. Yeah, yeah, you look just like the puppet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's a ball of cotton wrapped yeah. around yeah. it. trim it good. It's so good. It's got, so, it's got shape to it, everything. Yeah. When you're sitting in a barber chair and the coronavirus is all over the news, do you ever say to yourself, man, this is an unnecessary risk? Like, Stephanie could probably cut my hair or I'll just fucking grow it out. Like, do you, like, do you get paranoid about getting this thing? I mean, you're 70 years old. Um, no, I, I try not to think like that. Well, you obviously don't because you're at the fucking barber. That's like so Look, not. He went on that vacation, Howard, and sat on a plane and did the whole thing. Didn't worry about a thing. Hey, listen, I spoke, I spoke to Howard about this before I went. And he goes to me, eh, you should go. It, it, I don't think it'll be a problem. It's yeah. Notice I did. Notice I canceled my fucking trip. <laughs> it well, isn't until the summer. I'm like, Ronnie, you should go. Yeah. Well, I went. Why, I why went. would you listen to me? I'm locked up in a bunker. You can't even get near me. And, 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 and what are you listening to me for? Well, okay. So you survived. You survived. You're, you're the voice of reason, aren't you? I don't know. Oh, you survived. You survived Puerto Rico. I don't know if you're going to survive the barber shop. <laughs> hey, he only coughed on me twice and sneezed in my hair once. Not so yeah, bad. You know, Prince Charles is 72. All I know is when they told me that Ronnie went to the barbershop, I rolled my eyes. And all the guys who were on the Zoom thing with me this morning, everyone, you could see massive eye rolling. <laughs> like, like you're kidding. Ronnie went to the barbershop. I wasn't the only one. There were tons of people there. It's, but that's the problem. But that's why it's going to spread, yeah, but, Ronnie. Well, you know I, what it was? Here's what they did. Pretty much everybody waited, you know, they waited outside till they had to go in. They weren't near each other. You, boom, you went in, 10 minutes, boom, you were done, you were out. Ron, Ronnie's obit is going to be, Ronnie was killed by a haircut. <laughs> it, I mean, just think how many different people came in contact even with that scissor. And I and mean, the chair. The chair, I mean, I can't the believe surfaces. All I'm saying is I'm trying to understand people who aren't quarantining themselves. And I got patient zero over here because he doesn't really quarantine himself. And he's got to get it, right? I mean, he's going to get 80% of the people in New York are going to get You're going to get it, dude. You don't when want When you it. go to the grocery store, Ronnie, do you just grab a cart as usual? And no, go I, don't, I don't go to that grocery store. Stephanie does that. 
Oh, she does. Like I went, I went, I went to, uh, I was in, um, I was in the bagel store for like five minutes, just getting some bagels. That was it. Did the barber wash his hands before he like washed you? Yeah, he had gloves on. Yeah, gloves. Wash, he didn't wash me. No, I mean, did he wash his hands because the gloves handled the pre? Did he change his gloves before he did you? I don't know. I came in. He already had them on. Yeah. He probably did all the guys. With this him. is what I'm saying. He was protected. Ronnie wasn't. Dude, I was the first appointment. Oh, oh, you didn't say that. Then you're fine. <laughs> Howard, I'm kind of a little obsessed with the bagel shop, meaning like you went into the bagel shop inside and there were other people in there. It was two other people. How far apart are you? We're far apart. I, I stay far away. <laughs> but like are bagels an absolute necessity? Gary, people go shopping. What the fuck are you supposed to do? <laughs> I don't, my bagel shop. Your wife no, I got no problem. I got no problem with you Gary, going shopping. Gary, your wife goes shopping. No. Yeah, we, both, we both do very minimally. Okay. Right. I was in there for five minutes buying bagels. Yeah, but one. The market. You can't catch it in five minutes. What's that? You can't catch it in five minutes. Yeah, but you were you were in the supermarket with fifty other people. I was in a bagel store with two people. Yeah, but Ron, you're what, not- are you, what are you breaking my balls for? You're the one in the supermarket. I'm just saying that you don't need bagels. Like that's one less I thing. I wanted bagels. I know you wanted what you wanted. He's gonna die. He's gonna die with bagels. Can I just make one point to you, Ronnie? Because I'm always trying to explain this to you. <laughs> Going to the supermarket is a risk. You're right, but it's a you, you got to do it. Right. The bagel shop is one more risk you didn't need. You should have gotten the bagels at the fucking supermarket. So you have one less risk. They're horrible. <laughs> All right. What's the sex tip today? All right. The sex tip today is a very simple, simple one. I mean, I have a couple of that are, you know, out there. But this one's a very simple one for today. Um, you and your partner, it could be a guy or a girl, um, <laughs> you know, Two guys and a girl and a guy, whatever. You're in your shower. Don't, um, you know, let's not add people in during the time of Corona. Yeah, Ronnie's got a, a fucking orgy going on. It could be no, two I'm guys. It's, it could it's, be two guys. It could be one guy and a girl. It could be two girls and one guy, guy and a goat. It's you and your partner. How's that? You and your partner. Oh, That's right. Not yeah. 15 people. Right. You're in the shower. Now, it's nice if you have a shower with a little seat in it. If you don't. You can improvise. Um, you turn on the shower. You get all soaked up nicely. This is a good one for you and Beth because you like to jerk off. Um, you have either you sit, lean up against the wall if you don't have a little seat, or you have your partner, preferably your girl or your guy, sit on the seat, soak themselves up really good, their cock or their clit. <laughs> you, soap, you soap up. You stand against the other wall. And you both look at each other, and you start masturbating together. Um, then, when you're just about ready to come, you get close to each other, and you shoot your load on her, and she shoots her load wherever she's going to shoot. And the same thing with the guy, the two guys. What two guys? How did two guys end up? In the, I said up? if it's a guy, two guys. Oh. A guy in his a limo partner. driver and a barber, okay? A <laughs> girl and her husband or her fiancé or her boyfriend. All right, look. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, the reason Robin isn't talking is she's vomiting right now. That's number, <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but number two, excuse me, Gary. Number two, 
you think you're Andrew Cuomo with these sex tips. You're more <laughs> like it's like a press conference when you talk. It's I've never seen you so serious. That's right. I, it's like when you're fixing your car and somebody's talking you through it. Yeah. I want people to have a good time. During you have two girls, a guy, or maybe two guys. Partner. Partner. <laughs> and a Rottweiler. Yeah, well, you know, a guy and his partner, or a girl and her partner, or a guy and his wife, or his right. girl. You lean up against the wall if you don't have a seat. Right. Yeah. And you lick a public toilet seat. Yeah. Lean up against the wall if with a leg spread. If you're lucky enough, meaning I've got a seat in my shower. If you're lucky oh, I, said, I said, if you have a seat, it would be nice. You don't need a seat. <laughs> You could have one of those. Does he have like one of those senior seats? Like for senior seats? Yeah, that thing with the oh. slats in it that you pull down. <laughs> Listen, if you have a senior seat, fine. Use it. I, dr- <laughs> I drive a rascal into my shower. Now, let's, say, <laughs> let's say it's a guy, a girl, and two trans. <laughs> no, it's a guy, a guy in a, there's not four people in the shower. There's we a, don't do that. It could be a guy, a girl, or it could be a girl. With a horse? A no. girl? Let's no, say, I didn't say anything about a horse. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a game of Twister and Ronnie's fucking... <laughs> guy, a girl, and a chihuahua with a dildo. Now, if you take enough, one wall and she takes the other wall. Exactly. You're lucky you're exactly enough, right. If you're lucky enough to have, a, let's say, a seat in your shower, <laughs> you can sit. Now, if or you, a stool. Well, you could bring in a lawn chair. There you go. That's you can get yourself some you. soap. Or a box stool. <laughs> I want to meet the woman who's in the shower is going to squirt on you. <laughs> She's going to shoot her load wherever no. she wants to. If I ever saw a woman shoot her load in a shower, <laughs> I'm getting her out of my shower. Why? 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 What? Why? I don't, Why? It's like a snatch jacuzzi. Are you I kidding? I don't uh, get you. Uh, I hate to interrupt all of this. Yeah. Uh, but we have limited time with an A-list celebrity who's been listening to all of it. <laughs> wait, I got another sex tip. Wait, wait, wait. Before you have your woman sit down in a chair naked and then you pour a shot of vodka on her snatch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So she Alec Baldwin, who is, as Gary just pointed out. Thank you, uh, Ronnie, by the way. We'll you talk guys, to you tomorrow. Be, be safe. All right. right. Thank you, Ronnie. Be safe. Shower. <laughs> I love that whole be safe thing. There's no way I can be safe. There's a fucking virus out there. Um, Alec Baldwin is an, as Gary pointed out, and I'm sure he's thrilled to hear this. He is an A-list celebrity. Now, Alec, why why is you do not consider yourself an A-list celebrity? First of all, can you guys see me and you can hear me? This is working. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so much to cover here after I listen to Ronnie, okay? I want in on this first, okay? Yeah, talk about Ronnie. Obviously, Ronnie is invoking the New York bagel rule where you go to the bagel shop and you can put 29 people into the bagel shop. You got to have a bagel. You can't have a supermarket bagel, okay? Right. And so when he says he's not going to get the virus, he's going to go to the bagel store, maybe a good bagel is worth taking that risk for. Now, the shower thing, we're going old school Howard here. This is like old Howard. This is like yeah. vintage Howard. So <laughs> sexed up, so filthy, so nasty. I think if we're going to do it, let's do it right. It's you got to wear costumes. You got to have, have it like role play. So it's like the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly, <laughs> and Dorothy get in the shower. It's a three on one tag. Can I say something, Alec? First of all, <laughs> sex is an important part of the quarantine. I think people should be talking about it. 
I have talked about my masturbation. I've talked about my sex life. Uh, <laughs> Why are you covering your eyes? <laughs> you, you have to start talking about your masturbation now so America can hear what it is they should All right, so we're going we're to get to that. First of all, I think this is a great idea. We could do this from our homes. Just do the show this way. The only thing I find interesting is all of you have made some attempt at a backdrop. Robin has a little girly curtain behind her, that kind of oyster-colored curtain. But Ronnie, of course, is like a Swiffer leaning against the wall and, and, a, and a pile of dog poop on the floor. He made no attempts. at Ronnie's no uh, NASCAR room. Alec, I realize this is a primitive broadcast. Uh, you know, I love it. I love it. It's great. But, but I did want to talk to you because your name came up the other day. And you know who brought up your name? Um, Me. I was sitting at home thinking that Alec Baldwin has to be the most miserable guy during the quarantine, although you don't look miserable because, you know, look, I'm an older guy. I'm older than you, but, you know, you're you're up there, too. And you've got now, I believe, four children. No one is older in that house than seven years old, except for your wife. And and she's she's what? Eight. Eight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying there is no way. You are now trapped at home. I always said the way Alec gets through this is he has thrown himself into work. You are hosting shows. You are doing movies. You were doing TV shows. And he kept you busy and kind of out he of He even that. let himself be roasted. He's like, yeah, just make fun of me. And I don't have to be at home. Yeah. Right. But let's figure out the things that haven't been said already. <laughs> are you? Writers on that. How are you really doing? And don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> Um, well, I will say there is no time for masturbation. That's the one drawback. There's no masturbation. I'm, I'm going 24-7. Are you, are, uh, you, are you really being honest about that? Well, we're, we're, we're out here, and um, we are, uh, you know, on the clock uh, from the moment the kids get up in the morning to when we put them to bed at night, and we're out trying to do things with them because um, it's, like a, it's like a domino. So once the virus killed us traveling for their spring break. Their spring break was last week and this week. So those two weeks where we were looking forward to doing something, even driving to the Northeast to get them started on skiing in some kind of more modest place. We're not going to ship everybody out to Deer Valley uh, if they haven't skied before. So we were going to go to Vermont or something and ski someplace more local. Everything gets killed. So we come out here and uh, they start school next week, so we have to start to get everything set up for them to homeschool starting on Wednesday next week. They homeschool. But how are you? We don't, we don't have a lot of time to think. We're just, we're just, you know, doing what's in front of us. And got how are you holding up? In other words, you're a famous star. You're not used to doing chores around the house. Let's be honest. It's been many years. Okay. <laughs> are, are you bringing in help? Or are you? Uh, we, have, we have women that, 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 that we have a housekeeper who takes care of. Her. You know, we have our usual people. All of them are quarantined. Everybody gets it. What do you Everybody mean quarantined? Well, meaning when they leave here, the people who work with you when they leave here, where do they go? What do they do? How do they live? How right. are they approaching this? So we have everybody who works with us signed on, but they quarantine. When they go home, they don't go anywhere. They don't let anybody in their house who isn't quarantined. How do you we know? Have friends out here. We, we have friends out here who are dear friends of ours, some of them have quarantined and others have not, meaning relatives of theirs wanted to get out of the city and come to their house, which the minute somebody comes from your into your home who they haven't quarantined and they enter your home, that sets you back to zero. Right. So my friends' relatives left. That was day one for me. He has to quarantine for 14 days. 
before and no symptoms, then you know you can interact with them. But listen to me. You're, you sound like Robin. Wait a minute. Interact with them? What are you talking about? You're having friends over? No, no. Mean, meaning we'll go walk on the beach and we have a distance from them. But we don't interact with anybody that isn't quarantined or hasn't I'm been out there. Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin is not quarantined. He's quarantined like me. Yeah. You, no, no, I am quarantined. No. You, you and Robin, Alec, you and Robin are insane. Because Robin thinks she's quarantined, but she has a cleaning woman coming in. Who is quarantined? Right, right. So you only, you have to take people at their word. The people, I told everybody uh, that if you don't quarantine, we can't interact with you. And people who work with us, they would have to be suspended from work. And I don't mean suspended, maybe they're not going to get paid, but to go take a powder for 10 days right. and go back. Alec, what do you make of these people? You've got to be seeing them. They're out doing shit. They're not quarantining. They're fucking everything up. Why don't you have a message? You are considered a leader. You are someone who has spoken out before. What has is your- Governor Cuomo called on you to make an announcement? I'm calling on you to make it. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I did a recording for uh, uh, Cuomo, got Jane Rosenthal and Bob De Niro to do a bunch of PSAs with uh, people in the business. And we and I did one of those. But but listen, the idea is, is that is that the. Uh, when you listen to scientists, and I know that we have a very divided world now in terms of who you believe in and, you know, what science do you believe in? It's sad, actually. But when scientists say that 14 days, and if we, everybody quarantined for 14 days, we would probably end this. And, and, the, and the difficulty, I think, is that Trump hints at something that is actually right, that we all feel innately, we all understand innately, that the economy could, we could really have a depression in this country. Right. The economy could crash down. <clears throat> we live, you, you really fully understand an economy. If you have no advertisers, if Sirius has no subscribers, you're out of a job eventually. You know, we're all out of a job. And so I want people to do the right thing in terms of public health and safety. That goes without saying. I don't want people to die, although some people will die, obviously, from this. Explain the mentality of someone who will not quarantine themselves. Well, I, I think that I think that peop, what we need to do is we need to alienate everybody who is not quarantining. Anybody in you in your life. I mean, I have a friend of mine. I talked to this friend of mine the other day and I, I said, where are you? And I don't want to identify them, but this person said, yeah, I'm down in Palm Beach. I'm down here. I'm on my friend's boat. Nobody's complaining. Everything's great. Everything's fine. No, no problem. And I thought, are you out of your mind? Right. My, I can't see that person until they quarantine. People that don't get it, we have to alienate them. They're outcasts. You can't deal with them. And plus, it tells you something about them. The sacrifice you're being asked to make is, when you think about it, rel- relatively modest. You know, you're going to do this. So we can all get back to work. We can all get back to school. We can forget about death and and illness, but we can all get back to a normal life, a life I think we all appreciate. One thing this thing has done is is taught us all how much we take for granted, you know, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, for me, the joys of life are are, are, when you live in New York. You know, someone said to me, why do you live in New York? I said, because in New York, you walk out the door and you hit the sidewalk and you're already doing something. You know, in New York, taking a walk, have a coffee, walk around, you know, see the sights, wherever, see people, you know, and, and I miss that. I miss being able to get out and go to a restaurant and, you know, just live the urban life that I live. But if if 14 days or a month 
or a month and a half or two months of that, of, of missing that. No, because this has got to end. Because if it yeah. doesn't end, people don't. I mean, that's, that's a really great message, but uh, from what people I'm seeing. Adhere, if people don't adhere to the quarantine, if they don't quarantine, if they don't do what's being advised, then this economy is going to hit the iceberg and sink. It's You're not sink. kidding. And, you know, it's like you can't even get through to these people. I know of a situation where uh, this is in Manhattan. There's somebody in an uh, apartment building who has been diagnosed with the uh, coronavirus. They will not stay in their apartment. They're like, don't, don't nag us. Don't, don't bother us. We, you know, and, and they're going in and out of their apartment, touching elevators, doing, interacting with other people. I, I, think, I think everybody knows uh, you know, it's very binary. You either do this, and if you don't, you're, you're part of the problem. The other thing you appreciate is, you know, you've been very successful. I mean, nobody in the history of radio has been more successful than you, except maybe Marconi, who invented the radio, whoever the hell oh, it was. Heck, uh, Marconi, uh, he, he had to do porn on the side. He uh, <laughs> very, very... very <laughs> He was home masturbating a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, he, quarantine. he was involved in the 1918 quarantine. That's but, right. Uh, uh, he was home. It was when he was home jerking off during the quarantine that he invented the radio, actually. He but got anyway. that idea, yeah. yeah he, 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 was, he was laying in bed, and he was done. And he was like, man, I really would like to listen to some music coming out of a box. And you turn it up. Anyway, so, but, but my point is that we live in a world now where, like, one thing I'm dealing with is the, is the precipitous demise the, the danger to all these not-for-profit organizations because our economy relies on people who have uh, you know excessive resources they have abundant resources giving money away to other organizations and i my phone and my email i mean it is lighting up and, and they started right out of the gate like last week they were emailing me saying literally there were people calling me saying we you know form letters and they would say dear so and so we blah 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 the virus blah 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 our financial safety our future would you please send us a check today for one million dollars you know what I mean and like everybody is just balls to the wall but what I'm leading up to is that <clears throat> everybody knows that if you have a job and you have income security the next thing that comes with that is who do we help who do we help family members friends who are people that are really going to be in trouble and you're saying. Alec, you're saying, in other words, that in your personal life, you're starting to think if the economy tanks and you happen to have a couple of dollars, how are you going to help and who are you going to help? Well, I think, oh, yes, and I think that the, 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 the tough choice is, but I think it involves some wisdom, and I'd love to get this wisdom from somewhere, which is that you can't help everybody. We're not going to be able to save everybody. There are arts-related institutions that will perish from this. They will die and they won't come back. And some have abundant uh, reserves of cash in there, and they're going to drain those down pretty quickly. But I'm talking about when you think about what people in your life need, you got to stop and say, i got to make sure I have money to pay my friend's rent, my relative's rent, their car payment, you know, uh, uh, their doctor bills. Meaning you, you have to stop and ask yourself, what's the priority now in terms of helping people get through this? Because I, I know that the problem for a lot, a lot of myself and a lot of my friends is we can't help everybody. We can't help everybody. You know, and it's, it's tough. It's a tough, tough time for that. No, it's really bleak. Are you, are you really believing that this is going to go on for months and months? And that no, no, I think, I think, I think that what's going to happen is they're, they're going to start to, if you don't quarantine, they're going to lock you up. They're going to get locked up. I think that if you don't, they're just asking everybody just to stay home. You send the design, like, like out here on Long Island, we're on the island. 
and, and you know, here you go. There's 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 my backyard, my kid's castle. Okay. Never mind the backyard. Where's where's Alaria and where's her yoga video? She's <laughs> she's fine. I'm gonna go go get her in a moment. Yes. But um, the um um the you know we're out here and you have a designated person who is quarantined, who's wearing the mask and the gloves, who goes to the grocery store. Uh, they go and get the, the supplies you need, and you know we're doing everything very, very, very precisely. And um, the uh, but you know, but there are people who, friends of mine, relatives of mine, who they're in trouble. They're in trouble. You know, they you, by relatives, are you saying that you are in touch with all of your brothers? Has this brought you closer to them at all? Are you talking to Stephen, or are you guys still even in the quarantine? Not talking. Well, some of my brothers. I mean, you know. The uh, no virus could kill them. I mean, no no virus would get here. <laughs> Viruses are afraid of my brother. They don't need to be contacted. My, the yeah. virus doesn't want to have contact with my brother. <laughs> really, no, I think that's that this virus is so afraid of your brothers, and their virus is so. And the virus is so repulsed by my brothers. <laughs> so the, the the virus is like that's disgusting. The concept of getting into their bloodstream because they're like, what other garbage is in there already? You know what I mean? <laughs> so they they don't want to do that. Tell me real quick, you you freed a bear in the middle of all of this? What happened with that? A what? Did you free a bear? That there was some. It was months ago. Yeah, the governor of Pennsylvania very kindly, we uh, PETA and all those animal rights groups were soliciting the governor of Pennsylvania to uh, let out one of these. It's called a bear pit or or like a bear den or whatever. I forget what they call it. It's like a cement box Mm -hmm. and it's a roadside attraction for some toothless inbred people who drive through the uh, the, the mini mart there and the guy's got a bear in a hole <laughs> and, and people come up they're like that's a bear i think it's a bear you know if it is it's the skinniest bear i've ever seen in my life you know but, but they have a bear in a hole so what did you actually, do? I, actually that that was very uh, uh, uh um unkind of me to put a southern accent to this because this was in pennsylvania <laughs> they sound southern in some parts of Pennsylvania. Well, they, well, they they certainly don't treat their bears well in some places in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so the governor uh, ordered them to release the bear into the wild, and uh, yeah, but all those roadside zoos and things. There are some animal attractions that are, are, are that are spotted across the country that are just horrible. And you're and you're uh, and you are a uh, animal rights person too, right? Oh, I'm very impressed that you saved a bear. And so, in other words, you put up some money and you bought the bear. and That's they- a bear out of the hole. I didn't put up any money. I put up no money. Oh. In my list of priorities during the virus, the bear is probably 479 on the list. Well, let me ask you something. Whether the governor ordered them to release the bear. Oh, I see. So yeah. if you had to put up money for the bear or for Stephen, you would put up money? Who's higher? The bear. The bear. The bear. The bear. The bear. <laughs> yeah. Stephen should be in a pit in a roadside zoo and people throwing carrots and peanuts <laughs> to him. Oh, my God. Stephen should, be, Stephen should be in a cement pit. Actually, you put all three of them in three separate pits. You couldn't put them in the Wouldn't that be an amazing attraction? Baldwin in a hole. Wouldn't it be great if I driving through Pennsylvania and I saw the Baldwin brothers all in a pit and I could go do <laughs> them? When well, I'm three, well, three of them. I would be the owner of the no. attraction. I would well, be the well, entrepreneur. Not you. I'm talking. Yeah, I'd, be selling, I'd be selling T-shirts uh, in the in the in the in the Shake Shack. So oh, yeah. let me ask you this: Yeah, what, what, so where are you? Are you in? Uh, are you? You're in the city. No, I'm on Long Island. I'm near you. You're you're on the island. Oh, so you're you're doing the house. You're doing it from uh, uh, from uh, Versailles. Are you at Versailles? What I'm doing <laughs> is I'm actually doing this today over Zoom. I'm in, 
computer in my office, but yesterday I had a guy come in in a hazmat suit. I'm talking about the real deal. This guy, Charlie, came in. He installed professional equipment in my basement. That equipment I won't look at for three days so that the corona can die off of it. And then I'll be broadcasting from my basement on better equipment. And you, I've been so gracious to come on here while we have this Zoom technology, which is not the best, but it's doing pretty good. The broadcasts sound okay. But we will move to a more professional sound starting on Monday. All right, let me get my wife. Don't go away. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go ahead. Her. I want to do no, yoga. He really skated past that, what he's doing and how tough this is. We'll find out from his wife. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me summon her. Homeschooling is coming up next week. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to hear. Who's the, who's the math over? No, but, but, but for those people who don't have any child care, don't have any help, you know what it is? It's, I mean, this is a tedious kind of tired thing to say, but it's just, it's like, just do what's in front of you. Day one of homeschooling, we're going to get the kids. You, you have to have a schedule. You have to have some, is some there, normalcy. Alec, is there a room in your house, and I, I want the truth, that you can go hide in while all the chaos is going on? I used to have what I considered, you know, not, it wasn't the fanciest house in the world, but I considered by the time I was done with my recent renovation a couple of years ago, we had a pretty nice place here. Now, this entire fucking house is a preschool. Every room has arrows and swords and <laughs> ray guns and soccer balls and just, and, and baskets filled of dinosaurs and car parts and rocket ships. And How are I, you dealing with that? My, 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 my wife is single-handedly. I wonder if she brought the virus to this country with all these Chinese-made fucking toys that she brought here, man. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we probably have a half a bit. You want a stimulus package? My house is the stimulus. We spent $500 billion on toys in this house alone. I know. And what, do you, and what are you doing? In other words, you wake up in the morning. Do you have chores or the people who you're having? You know. We wake up in the morning and we get the kids when we're out here. When, when they're school, it's school. So they're in the city at school. When we wake up in the morning out here with this routine, we, we feed the kids. We get, we, they sit down. They have their breakfast. They have a bath. Then they have breakfast. They get bathed at night and in the morning. They get their clothes on, they have breakfast. And then um, we have an activity that is weather dependent. So if it's a nice day out, like yesterday, oh my God. We, went hiking, we went hiking in the woods near the house. Uh, the kids loved it. And uh, exhausted already from your routine. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. Some days I sit there and go, wow, what time is it? My, somebody will say, well, it's two o'clock. I'm like, Jesus, you know, I thought it was like 5.30. I'm so dead already. <laughs> we're hiking, we're hiking. I put this on Instagram. We're hiking yesterday, and uh, we're talking about the movie Cars. And I said to my son, uh, uh, you know, that uh, Paul Newman, who's the voice of, uh, of uh, um, Doc, the Hudson Hornet, in the Cars series, I said, I knew Newman, and Newman was the greatest guy in the world. He was the loveliest man. I said, he was my friend. And my son, Rob, said, uh, what happened to him? Is he he's not here anymore? I said, yeah, he was very old, and he died. And my, and my son says to me, he goes, well, you're very old and you're not dead. <clears throat> it's, going, it's, 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 a, it's a barrel of monkeys here. I'll tell you, it's a barrel of monkeys. Talk to me about, you're spending a lot of time, from what I hear, watching animated movies with your kids. Yeah. And you become all... It's, it's interesting because I have grown, because I do a lot of voiceovers for, we did Boss Baby with Tom McGrath. And the uh, DreamWorks people, um, yeah, I've done a lot of DreamWorks stuff. And I have fallen in love with these films because the first time you watch it, you're like, okay, this is whatever it is. And then the second and third time you watch it, you're like, okay, enough already. 
by the time you watch these movies for the eighth and ninth time, right, you start to analyze them on like a Scorsese esque <laughs> level. You're like, wow, look at that shot, look at that light, art direction. And the person who I've fallen in love with is Owen Wilson. He is the voice of Light in McQueen on the Car series, and he is. He is the Lawrence Olivier of animated children's films, where um, uh, Ellen DeGeneres in uh, uh, Finding Nemo, she is the Betty Davis, the Meryl Streep. So what is it? I have a special guest star here. Where are you? I got to get back to that. (laughs) Are you there? She's going to get out of the room. Oh, wait, hold on. I have a special guest star here. All right. How are you? Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you holding up? I'm okay. I have my moments, but I'm okay. I just try to remember, like, I mean, I had, like, that annoying thing of, like, I'm just grateful that we're healthy, and we are, like, we have a backyard, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. How are you guys doing? Tell the truth, because Alec won't. Are you, is he helping at all? It, yeah. Yes. Actually, yes. 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 In some way. So, so, he's actually, he was very good at cleaning. Right. So, I cook, and he'll do most of the cleaning. Really? Um, yeah. I know, very surprising. Yeah, Howard, you but I'll you tell said, you okay? something. I'll tell you something that because he's like he's so obsessive about the cleaning, it actually gets to be a little bit annoying to the point where I like to do the cleaning and then not have to deal with the complaining. Kind of like a double-edged sword. Is, 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 is that what it's like in your house, Howard? Where it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if I don't do any cleaning, then I'm a bum. And if yeah. I clean, I'm like I'm excessive. I'm obsessive about the cleaning. No, I can't because win. I'll I can't like win. do so much stuff and I'm like cleaning and taking care of the kids and then the dogs and the this and the that. And he comes down and he's like, you just don't do it right. And I'm like. <laughs> really? You're crazy, Alec, because what's going on in my house is Beth is cleaning. We, we have nobody in here with us and she is cleaning this entire house and going crazy. Wow. Guardia Airport by yourself. That's crazy. Yeah. And I sat down and I said to myself, you know, I'm I'm a terrible person. I We're in the middle of a quarantine and I've got to recognize that I can't have my life the way it was. I can't sit in my office and paint. I should go downstairs and volunteer to do a few things around the house. So I go down and I said, I want to clean half of the house, at least at least 50 percent of the house. And Beth says, no, because if you clean the house, it's going to be horrible. And You don't clean well. And I'm just going to do it. It's just more aggravating to have you do it. So she's exhausted. She's walking around. She's dizzy. Like, like I literally, she's exhausted, but she won't let me do anything. She sounds, she sounds like Trump. The solution is worse than the problem itself. That's right. That's right. That's what's going Don't on. Don't clean, Howard. Don't clean, Howard. It's just going to ruin it. Alaria, what about sex? Is Alec receiving as much sex as he did previously? Or are you too exhausted because of the quarantine? It's not the exhausted thing. It's the time. She doesn't like Well, I just, that's, yeah. Um, doesn't like the way I clean. No, actually, that's true. Like, I, as much as he'll do dishes, and I, I love that he does dishes, it's just not the same way. She'll, she'll say to me, why don't you I put those cups in the, she'll say, why don't you put those cups in the dishwasher? And I'll say, Will you have sex with me if I put the cups in the dishwasher? <laughs> no, so a lot of bargaining. That, you know, going with what going with what Beth said, like you know, I'll find that I'll watch what he cleans, right? And then I'll and then I'll go and like clean it again afterwards without him knowing. Yeah, just, like watch. Beth actually got aggravated with me because she had cleaned the entire kitchen. I came down from doing the show. I cut a bagel in half, and I got crumbs all over the kitchen. 
And she was right. I, I was like, I said, I'm so sorry. I'm such a dick. You just cleaned this entire place. But was it? But was it a bagel store bagel or a supermarket bagel? It was a bagel store bagel. It was from a bagel store. Listen, you go in the shower. Yeah. The scarecrow, the Tin Man, and 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 uh, the Cowardly Lion and Dorothy. You all take off your costumes. I thought they're all taking care of themselves. She's taking care of herself. Doing your thing on Dorothy. Follow the yellow brick road, okay? I got to tell you, I thought the two of you were insane. Were you, like, in the middle of the quarantine, you guys got on a plane and went out to Los Angeles to host the no. album? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no, no. Right. This was prior to well, everything. Two this was before it wasn't. Oh. Before, no, no, no. I, and when we came back, People who are getting on planes, it really bothers yeah. me. People who are not doing the quarantine... We actually came out here before the whole quarantine stopped. I pulled the kids out of school. My family lives in Spain, so it's and it's really bad over there. And everything mm-hmm. started earlier over the here the, over there than it is here. And so you know, we just kind of sensed where it was going, and we sort of we did it quicker. Oh, well, I think I, th- I think that I'm, I'm not just saying this to be self serving, but I think I think we've done an amazing job. We have dear friends of ours who live nearby, who we'd be having dinner with them three four nights a week. We go out to restaurants with them. They're our dearest friends. Their kid is friends with our daughter, their daughter. And, and, and like, I'll pull up to his house in my car. We'll go talk to him face to face. It's David Nugent, who's the artistic director of the film festival. And he stands on his porch and I stand in my, I sit in my car in the, in the, in the road. And we kind of like semi shout to each other across the lawn because we are doing this the right way we are all locked down it's us it's the kids and we and we can't afford to get it wrong you know yeah. Yeah. well laurie are you still doing your yoga videos i enjoy those where you're i know you are i did a little shout out to you i um i yeah i'm, I'm trying i mean right now it's it's the reality of of trying to come teach closer. the kids i'm trying to come closer oh, I, can, I can hear you um, yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. First of all, I think we should get Ilaria back to work. His head is bigger than mine, so if I'm behind, <laughs> we, he I want Ilaria posting her videos. <laughs> President Trump. I want her posting her videos by Easter Sunday to get the country back on track. No, I've been posting. I did like a whole briefing <clears> on yesterday, but it's hard. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to homeschool the kids. And I'm like, and our kids are so close together that they're still little and they require a lot of hand holding. But at the same time, they're all in such different places. And, you know, I mean, it's, I think the the hardest thing out of, uh, not with the hardest thing, but one of the hardest things has been just the change of routine. We're so used to a certain routine. Right. And a lot of people have kind of like a grieving process of like, whoa, we can't do this. And no, we have to do this. And we have to do this. And then dealing with him on top of it, who's like little Mr. Routine. And he's like, what do you mean I can't go out to dinner? I'm like, you cannot go out to dinner. I can't go out to dinner. You, can't go out to dinner. you guys, you guys remember <laughs> restaurants? Do you remember you used to be able to go out to eat? Remember? Yeah. You want to know one thing? We're saving a lot of money on restaurants. Exactly, right? We're saving tens of thousands of dollars. On President Trump, I have a question for you. But let me just say this, which is if Jesus were alive today, he would be following Ilaria, and on Easter, he'd be doing yoga, okay? That's just what it's- <laughs> President Trump, will we be back to normal once Ilaria starts doing her yoga videos again? Listen, okay, everybody knows that people are going to die, okay? Some people are going to die. That just is accepted, okay? As long as I don't die and you don't die, my fellow Republican contributors, we should get the country back to work. And let me ask you one last question, President Trump. Are you doing a great job? I would give myself a 10 out of 10. I would say I'm, I'm, I'm a 10. I've got the best people. I'm surrounded by the best people. Steve Mnuchin's going to hand out that $500 billion. 
to one of our closest friends, and it's all going to be great in the country. And my friends are going to be great. I don't know about the rest of the people. I don't know about the rest of the country. I, you know, I can't say. But <laughs> yeah. everything else could be fine. Easter Sunday, we're back, folks. Follow Ilaria Baldwin on Instagram. President Trump, can I speak to Alec for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Get over here. You asshole, douchebag loser, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Alex, yes. As uh, famously sober for many, many years, yeah. are you tempted to start drinking again more? That's, now a, funny that you are That's a funny question. Well, you know something? I think that when people are under pressure, uh, uh, um, my friend posted a funny thing on Instagram the other day. She said, this is of my 600-pound life just going to find me when the quarantine is over, or do I need to <laughs> fill out an application? I saw that. Um, and, 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 and that whole idea of uh, uh, what we do to get through this, uh, do I have uh, uh, a real f- uh, a thought about drinking or, to, or taking any kind of drugs? No. I mean, that's, I'm beyond that. I mean, I've been doing this for so long, and I'm, I'm so much better off in my life without that. But, but the, for those people who do struggle, that's tough because what we're doing is so unnatural. Even if you only have three friends, Right. You know, to be cut off from everybody and, 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 and to be told it's a life and death situation, it's, it's, it's stressful. It's really in other stressful. words, part of being sober, in other words, the part of being sober mm-hmm. is that when you go to meetings, you can actually be with other people who struggle and you have that social contact. And now you can't have that social contact. Right. The, the loss of meetings in that community for some people is very, very painful. I mean, meetings in, 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 in 12 step programs, regardless of whether it, the substance is alcohol, uh, 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 gambling, food addiction, whatever, sex addiction, uh, workaholism, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, shopping. The, 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 the struggle there is that you want to go into a room where there's no judgment. You can say exactly what's on your mind and how you're feeling. And everyone in the room just nods their head and goes, yeah, I get it. I get it. And there's no judgment. You know, right. we, we always joke in, in AA that if I told somebody who was normal or sober my inner feelings sometimes, they would look at me and go, Hey, that's great. I got to go. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to confront those feelings. Right. And these 12 step programs are that safe haven. So I'm sure people are really struggling, missing a lot of things, physical therapy for people who are physically injured, you know, non-essential. And I, 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 I rehab my shoulders and rehab my, my hip because I had hip replacement surgery and I could feel my body getting wound tighter and tighter from not going to, I went to physical therapy twice a week, you know. Now, of course, I have uh, uh, number one here who is going to, starting today, she's going to rehab me. Are you going to do yoga with, together? Uh, we're going to do some modified version of whatever she wants me to do to stretch me. She's going to stretch me out. But here's a fact. Stretch me out, Howard. In person what? meeting. What? She's going to stretch me out, Howard. Who <laughs> oh, you, Ronnie, the limo driver with your son? <laughs> um, can I ask President Trump now? Uh, President Trump. Is, he left. He's gone. He went. He, he got in a helicopter and he went to, to uh, Bedminster, New Jersey. I, I wanted to know if it was the fault of China that uh, we have the coronavirus because people over there are eating bats. <clears throat> Listen, of course, we say it's the Chinese virus because it comes from China. And the Chinese people, they have filthy eating habits. They eat lots of weird supplements. Step up into powder and they snort it. Okay, I was snorting things myself. I don't begrudge anybody that back in the 80s, but it was different, okay? Um, I was snorting the extract of the coca leaf, but uh, these Chinese people, they're just, they're, 
They're just, they're disgusting. Okay. And it's the Chinese virus. What uh, celebrities are you guys in touch with? Is, can you confirm that Robert De Niro is fine and, and thank God safe? I mean, we all worry that Robert De Niro will get the coronavirus. So are you in touch with various celebrities? Well, no, no. We, y- yes. But I mean, it's more like, I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to do Fallon show tomorrow. Same way. We're going to zoom with Fallon tomorrow. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to do Fallon tomorrow. And, uh, uh, I mean, I've had some requests. You know, the thing I'm getting now is people calling me to pitch me ideas for how we do shows this way. Like they want to get producers ah. and right. advertising. And how do we do a show? Yeah. I have people contact me about global readings of, of plays where now through this Zoom venue or a similar venue, we could have like me and, uh, um, Javier Bardem, like, like get an international cast of people and read <laughs> Death of a Salesman, you know, people, everybody's all over the world, you know, Hugh Jackman, whatever. It's like a crazy, they've got a lot of innovative ideas of how to make programming out of uh, uh, yeah. under these conditions. So. Yeah, I mean, like we're scrambling. So by Monday, we'll have a whole bunch of equipment to do it. But uh, the part I like is that you can see into people's homes now, too. Like, I don't know what you have hanging on the wall there, like right behind Delaria's head, but there's a whole bunch of little pictures. If I told you where I was right now, you'd die. Tad, don't I'm gonna, tell him, don't, don't this, tell him. I'm going to send you a picture. Wait, actually, you know what? You, do you want to tell him where we are? Wait, I'm going to send a picture. Why don't you tell him? Just, no, you're, you're, you're dying to tell him where we are. Yeah, where are we? Wait, wait, wait. She, she, she told you you wouldn't believe it. What do you mean? Would you go ahead? T- go ahead, tell him. Tell him. Tell him. What is that? Can you see? No. No. Oh. He's sitting backwards on the toilet. The lid down, obviously. And I'm the- sitting on the no. toilet, reverse. <laughs> my arm is up against this window in my bathroom. <laughs> but the reason I'm sitting, but the light the is great, sitting- and there's no children in here. No. 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 Howard, you know this, uh, you know this phrase. Um, I'm sitting on the toilet, reverse cowboy style, as they say. Why? Why? Cowboy. Because the light, there's a, 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 Gary told me not to be in my bedroom because it's, it's too, the light is too low. He said that when Kimmel, he said that when Kimmel did your show, he looked like Count Chocula on the, on the, on the TV. <laughs> he did. He did not look his best. You actually look pretty good. He looked like, he looked like Al Lewis. Yeah, he looked like Al Lewis. He was Grandpa Munster. <laughs> he did. So, so, so I'm here sitting on the on the. Yeah, I'm sitting on the fucking toilet deck, <laughs> the seat down, because this window is where the light comes in. Oh my god! And my deck is the toilet tank, the top of the toilet tank. Yeah. Anything you, for you, Howard? Can I ask a personal question? Have you moved your bowels during this interview? <laughs> You know, wow. I have to say, from the way he's sitting, that would be exceptional. That would be really. That would be that an art. That would yeah. be an art. Who have you been in touch with? When we're done, if you're recording this, play it back. Challenge you to find the moment where you see me in the middle of a sentence. I'll be talking. I'll say, "Well, you know, with this virus, if you see me a little, <laughs> a little grimace." Wait, let me let me listen carefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely low. Meanwhile, How much longer are you out here? You're going to stay out here indefinitely. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am a doom and gloom guy. I see this thing going through the summer. I see it being a disaster. Through the summer. That's right. That's well, what then I'm, that's the end of us. That's the end of us. And I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see it going through the summer myself. I see that 
they're going to start to have, uh, 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 you know, like, I'm not going to say martial law because that's, that, that is uh, weighted with a lot of other implications, but they're going to start to have a very, very heavy enforcement and, 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 and penalizing element to this. And they're going to get everybody to do what they want them to do. They're going to make them do it. You think they're going to make if you, if you, if you don't quarantine, if you don't have the, if you don't say the right things, if they stop you, if you're in line at the grocery store and you're the, as they always do now, law enforcement err on the side of making it easier for themselves. Like if you're selling cigarettes on the street, and I don't think that that's right. I just tase you. I, I mean, I'm in a hurry. I got to go, uh, uh, you know, uh, go some, do something else. But so law enforcement will cut corners maybe to make this, this job easier for them. And in these circumstances, I kind of understand the pressures on them in terms of, like you walk up to somebody and you say, what are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. What grocery store? Where do you live? Show me your license. And if your license says that where you live is, you know, up on 135th Street and you're down on West 12th Street, I'm going to go, oh, you, you always come down to the West Village to buy groceries? So I know you're lying. They'll have ways of getting people <clears throat> to, uh, um, to fess up, so to speak. But I think they're going to put this into hyperdrive in the next two weeks. They have to. That's what they did in China, and they actually did reverse. Right. They're, 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 going to, they're going to do exactly what South Korea and China have done. Uh, you know, Cuomo and de Blasio are making it very clear that New York is now, no pun intended, ground zero. It's the worst. Yeah. And the, uh, they're going to do put this into hyperdrive in April and May. And I predict that by the summer, by July, August, we will be semi back to normalcy. I hope we, you're right. Entire, I hope so you're right. Remember, it, once once the weather changes, a whole a whole quadrant of the economy lights up. As you and I know, we live out here, and summer related and 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 summer vacation and seasonally related boating, vacationing, house rentals, all this other stuff. Doing what Americans have every right to do, which is to enjoy their lives. Once you lop off that part of the economy, we will have a full-blown depression by well, Labor Well, but people Day. have to behave themselves and stay home and take this seriously. Do it now. Do it now. What is the mentality? What is the mentality that some people just aren't getting this shit? They're just not What's getting What's the mentality? Okay, you get in the shower, you stop <laughs> with your partner. <laughs> All right. Mentality? It's unbelievable. Explain to you. You and I are from the same place. Yep. You know, people are like, you know, you know, I want to get a big, what's the big fucking deal, huh? Why don't yeah. you mind your own fucking business, Alec Baldwin? You're an asshole. Yeah, I think you're right. The only way to get this thing going is to really have some sort of restriction, to really have a law. Do you think they're going to suspend the elections? I think. No. You don't? The only issue is virtual uh, 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 convention. They've already punted the Olympics. You knew that was coming. Right. Can't. Hunted. I mean, can is, I, mean, I don't want to say it's insignificant. That's not fair, but there are more important things in life than film festivals. But so much of what we love and so much of the things that make life interesting to us and worth living will be suspended or canceled. I mean, I'm on the board of the New York Philharmonic. We had a board phone call and David Geffen Hall is shut. Uh, you know, it's, it's shut. Nothing's going on there. Who knows if it, when it's going to reopen? I mean, that's. 120, 130, including part-time musicians and staff, and uh, everybody, everybody's pay or play. They, if you don't pay, you don't get paid. Don't you don't, don't you think uh, Governor Cuomo 
great job. I mean, this guy speaks like a human being. He's kind of being very relatable and, uh, you know, trying his best. And you, and you do get a certain comfort when he speaks. I've been very impressed with him. Well, I think that, that, that what's necessary for uh, uh, um, in leadership, leadership politically is to convince people to do something that initially doesn't seem like it's in their interest. Right. If I go to you and I say the country's in trouble, we need to raise taxes. And you don't, you don't want to give more money to the government. You don't want to give more money to anybody, but let alone the government. And you're convincing people that this is the right way to go. And, and Cuomo has done an exemplary job in convincing people that there is a right way to go about this. And uh, uh, I mean, listen, the bar is very low. This administration, uh, I said this on Twitter the other day. I knew when this guy won that a lot of bad things were going to happen. And as time has gone on, a lot of bad things have happened. So, you know, the, 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 the Justice Department is run by a man who was the head of an organized crime operation. Barr is, a, it is an insidious, despicable, horrible human being. And he's a disgrace to jurisprudence throughout the history of this country. He's the worst I've ever seen. And, and you know, just a, just a hit man for Trump. And things. But when this arrived, I thought, maybe, you know, through the grace of God, we're going to see a different Trump. He's going to want to face this with some dignity and intelligence and collegiality with people. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, it's this guy is in this job and he just doesn't get any better at it. And now we have the situation where people are going to die. The economy is going to go into a massive recession. Hey, listen, these guys all voted to give $2 trillion into the economy. and, And there's only one thing missing. Where's the money going to come from? Right. Where are they going to pay for it? Well, how are we going to pay for it? Uh, not one word out of that. And I've got all these economists online are saying to me, you know, why don't you just shut up, Sonny? You know, you don't know anything about the e- economics. You know, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Or this is a huge economy. And I mean, or, or what they're really saying is what choice do we have? We have to inject that money or we really will die. And all I know is that to get back to your, 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 your point, which is that, uh, job in, in, in teaching people uh, that, that there is a right way to go about this and, and, and doing it very calmly. Doing and that lives calmly. matter more than money. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. Andrew Cuomo said a very, very good job in dealing with what with, with is otherwise. He's been very calm. That's important. You got to stay calm. You got to not transmit with our kids. And that's, that's job one for us. You think Whenever Biden, we talk, you this, think Biden you my wife and I, we adjourn to another room. And we don't talk about the nuts and bolts in front of the kids. No point in contaminating them with fear and so forth. We, 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 we want them to be kids and enjoy their lives and enjoy their day. And that's it. Don't talk about this in front of your kids. Don't. Really? Don't talk about your, don't talk about your economic difficulties. Don't, it, was, it, it is a mother and a father, two, two men in a relationship, two women in a relationship, whatever the, 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 the home is. Those people need to adjourn privately and talk in a way that maybe they never have done before about. But at the same time, I mean, our, your kids are smart and they pick up more than you think they are. I and mean, they're constantly talking about what the Corona, what's this Corona? But it's interesting because they're not stressed about it as long as, you know, what Alec is saying, as long as we don't show that we're stressed out about it. Um, then they don't get stressed out about it. And right now our kids, we spend all of our time together. And they are really loving that. So it's interesting to try to get into their 
eyes and and what do you tell them do you tell them uh yeah okay there is a coronavirus but uh the the boys the boys tend to be uh in their own world in terms of wanting to have fun and there might be a casual thing carmen our daughter and i say this lovingly she's like jonas salk and uh, uh uh winston churchill and Hillary Clinton rolled into one. She comes in and she's like loaded with questions and she wants to not, talk about it. She wants to know. We just say basically what you <clears> say <throat> is, no stress, is you, you say, yeah, there's a virus right now and mommy and daddy are doing absolutely everything to make sure that we're okay. And that's why we're living differently. That's why we're not having play dates. We're not going out. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. And it's going to be like this for a while, but it's because we know that we're going to be okay. And I try to take advantage of the situation. So I'll say to Carmen, I'll say, Carmen, to make zucchini bread, she might not make it for me. But if you tell her you want zucchini bread, <laughs> she'll make zucchini bread. So you know, how do we very, use zucchini bread to get through the virus? We need I'm zucchini. very impressed with the two of you because I know my mother would have told me it was hopeless and we're all going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that I would have been in my boots shaking. Let's, let's go around the room. Robin, what would your mother have done? Oh, she would have had her hair. It would be like her hair was on fire. She would have a total meltdown. <laughs> and what about what about Gary? Gary's mother was nuts, right, Gary? My mother would have made it all about her. She would have paid no attention to me at all. Like you guys, I I look at you guys and I'm so blown away by how you care about what your kids think. <laughs> it's unusual. And what you do in front of them, because everything is done in front of you. Yeah. And my mother, my mother, every fear and thought she had was verbal to me, starting at the age of two. You were explaining that, Alec. My parents are not like that. My father would never have explained anything. My mother would have said, listen, there's a coronavirus. Go up to your room and just stay there. And don't be an idiot. Just, <laughs> just sit there and don't bother anybody so that we don't get aggravated. Everything, you know, you were always in the service of your parents. You were not a child, you know. My, 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 uh, uh, my, I, my father would have been, uh, watching the news all day, even though there was no CNN back then, but they might have had like the special reports in the old days of the right. network. My mother would have been in her bed on the phone talking to her friends, saying the same thing like 35 times a day. And if we came in to talk to her, even just to assuage our fears, my mother would be like, get out. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the phone going, oh, she virus my god what are we gonna do the virus jesus the virus you know and she wouldn't we we, we would all be like we set the house on fire she'd be like close the door i'm on the phone well i'm having the hardest time with my mother she's not you know she doesn't want to be inconvenienced at all by this and i call up and i'm like you know look you got to stay in your apartment you cannot you and dad have to sit there and she's like why are you calling me you're upsetting me. Stop it already. Or do you think I'm in prison? She doesn't get it at all. You and your, her father and your father and your mother, they're at a rave every night. Yeah. 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 Like, like they used to go out a lot. Now all of a sudden you can't keep them inside. They never used to leave the apartment. Now they have to you leave. Saw, you saw that, you saw that thing online, right? The picture online. Yeah. With, with the family, it says, it says, it says your family normally. And then it's, and it's, and then they're all on the couch. Everybody has their own iPad. Since your family during the coronavirus, and they're in a park riding bicycles and flying kites. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly everybody needs to go out. All of a sudden, everybody's like, "I gotta go! I gotta go kayaking! I gotta go paddleboarding now!" Oh, it's so crazy. Uh, listen, my, we gotta go take care of our kids. My love to you, as always, Howard, Robin, right. Gary, Alec. Yeah, thank you so much, Alec. Yeah, don't, thank let, you. don't let anybody in the house who doesn't quarantine. Stay safe.
Yeah, thank you. Bye, Alec. Bye. Oh, one more thing. You guys were Alan, and I see you in that kind of a slot, uh, Alec. You were great as the host. He's a good host. Well, no, I want my wife because she's young and beautiful. She can host. Well, you can co-host. You're gonna be great. I'll be like Steve Higgins on Fallon. I'll come out for the first five minutes, and then I'm in a car back home. I'll come in. You got enough on your hands. You don't need a show. All right. My love to you all. Bye, we'll talk guys. to you later. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ciao means bye, by the way, Robin. You don't know oh, that. Oh, you're kidding. I thought he meant he was going to get something to eat. It was time to eat. Ciao. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, he's like you. He thinks he's quarantined, but he's got 17 people in there with him. We know what we're doing. You notice we're not coughing. We're healthy. Hey, he seemed in pretty good spirits. I thought this was going to be a guy who had a gun to his head. I mean, no, he, he but that was funny. They were in the bathroom. Yeah, he for was, the light <laughs> during the entire interview. I, I can't even. <laughs> Alec is a great guy. I um, yeah. I love when he comes on. He's a great guest. You could so just, wise, wise, and uh, you... oh. I just wonder about that relationship with those brothers, though. That was so funny. He wants to put them in the bear. <laughs> yeah, he, his idea is that he's going to start a, um, a a carnival in yeah. Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania, so people can go look at his brothers in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got out of it. That was amazing. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So, anyway, I don't know. What do you want to do? I, I, it's nine o'clock already, and talk yelling into this computer is really weird for me. I know you keep doing that. You like get closer and closer as the show goes on. Yeah, I'm not used to it like this. But like I said, starting Monday, I can't wait to try out that equipment that's sitting in my basement. When are you going to go down and actually see it? I'm going to, um, my plan is that last night at nine o'clock, they finished installing the equipment. Uh huh. And now in my mind, because I know the coronavirus, <laughs> I am going to, now mind you, they, they installed it in a hazmat suit. It was all new equipment. It was wiped down with Clorox wipes and all that other bullshit. But in my mind, it's still there. It, it is teeming with coronavirus. <laughs> so I am letting it sit there for, let's see, today's Wednesday. It'll sit there Thursday, Friday, Saturday for three full days. On Sunday afternoon, I'll test out the equipment. So for three days, the coronavirus will die in there. Well, if nothing can kill the coronavirus, Howard. Right. Except time. Right. How are you going to get along in life? I'm not, I'm, I'm doing horribly. Unlike <laughs> happy go lucky Alec Baldwin, <laughs> I am literally like, how many times a day are you washing your hands? About, well, I'm in here alone, but I yeah. wash them whenever I need to. I'm like, I touch a doorknob. Like last night we're eating dinner. I take my food. I put it in the microwave to kill all the coronavirus because uh -huh. I'm nothing can survive the microwave. <laughs> but like Beth was like, you're putting a wooden bowl in there. I don't even know if you can put a wooden bowl in there. I go, I don't give a fuck. I'm putting the wooden bowl in there. If it lights on fire, that's so what? Who cares? So we went on Google. We Googled that. You can put a wooden bowl in. Yes, just metal you have to keep out right. of it. I zapped that. So then I got the food over to the table. My fork hit where the bowl where the food was in before I put it in the microwave. I then washed my hands, put the, the fork in the dishwasher, got a new fork, went back and re-microwaved my food again. Because, what? Yeah, I get fucking crazy. I'm, really? I, yeah. I'm going to have a, a nervous breakdown. You don't have time to clean. No, 
I'm surrounded by germs. <laughs> you can't even get your food on the table. I don't know. Ronnie's at the barbershop. Right. He's getting a bagel. Yeah, people wrote in some uh, questions. I'll tell you what I'll do. Some people wrote in questions on our email. By the way, you can email the show. But I think on Monday we can take your phone calls, which will be kind of cool. Okay. Um, I got to admit, too, I don't even like that Jimmy Fallon's going to have Alec Baldwin on. I feel we should. I know. I don't like it. I think we should be the only show. Now everyone is doing shows on Instagram and all this shit. Alex said, look at that. People are trying to figure out how to make this the way you do shows. I don't know that even after this, if I'm ever going to come out of my house again. <laughs> Honest to God, I don't. Like, this might be the show. This might be what causes the show to change. Right. All right, let me read you a call. Okay, some people said the following questions. Um... Is Howard still super finicky about his calories during this, during this, you know, crisis? Are you right. throwing out half the spaghetti? Um, are you, or are you going off your diet and saying, fuck it? No, I'm definitely weighing myself every day. But what we do is when we eat anything we don't eat, we freeze. Okay. Cause I was going to say, are you wasting food? Oh, no. Oh, no. Like we made pasta the other night. I said, Beth, we're freezing this. And then Beth froze it. I just give out orders. You just shout out orders. Yeah, I have ideas. <laughs> I just shout out the orders. So we're freezing that. I told you I have five hazmat suits, full-blown hazmat suits. I have you two. haven't had on one, have you? Uh, no, but let's say I do have to go outside. I will, I will be in a full hazmat suit. And you can goof on me, but I will be in one. You, you haven't been outside? No. I go for walks, but I'm distanced. So when would it be time to put on the hazmat suit? All right, I'll give you an incident. Yeah. Let's say, let's say Beth gets sick and I have to take her to the hospital. <laughs> You're going in a hazmat suit. Going in in my hazmat suit. Oh, I hope it's not an accident. I hope she's not bleeding. That's what I mean. I said, like, I remember one time she banged her head. Yeah. And I had to take her to the hospital. I'm like, you better not bang your head. <laughs> Because, A, I'm going to put on a hazmat suit. She goes, you're going to put on a full hazmat suit? You know, like, like she's a me all you want. And I said, and you're going in a hazmat suit because I don't need you in the hospital getting exposed to the corona. They can't treat her in a hazmat suit. Then you're going to lose the hazmat suit well, because they're going to rip it off of her as soon as she gets in. But and does she have anything underneath the hazmat suit? <laughs> But uh, but but the but the deal is, I don't want her sitting in the waiting room, at the emergency room. Well, if it's an emergency that you have to take her to the hospital, yeah. aren't they going to take her right in? She's bleeding or something. Look, I'm well prepared with my hazmat suit, and I have two go bags, and two of the hazmat suits are in those. Two go bags. I have go bags. Yeah. Any, what are you any going? Of my, all my military <laughs> friends know what that is. <laughs> you know what the go bag is. We're talking about Armageddon. Oh. We're talking about some heavy shit. Look, I have already decided, and people might think this is morbid, but I have no interest in rebuilding the world. Me neither. So if everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, good luck to you. I <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You're gonna, you got a go bag. I got a go bag. 
Okay. Where are you going? By the way, guess who ordered um, all military style food for? Um, <laughs> I'm like high register Shawnee. I, I've got it all now. Really? That's right. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready for what, Howard? What are you gonna do in an apocalypse? You'll see. You're gonna. I see. won't see. I'm gonna. You gotta emerge. tell me now. I'm gonna emerge as one of the. Two. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's a man called Horse. <laughs> yeah. I'm a man who looks like a horse. Uh, Howard, if you tested positive for coronavirus, would you announce it? Um, hmm, that's a good. That's a good question. Would I want to do? Yeah, I guess I would. Well, you're going to have to do things anyway. Uh, you might as well tell people. Don't there could think? probably be a stigma. I don't know oh, if I... Oh, really? Well, yeah, like I'm not going to go near Tom Hanks anytime in my life now. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Tom Hanks... Tom but, Hanks is going to be the safest person around because now he'll have immunity. Yeah, but he'll give it to me. <laughs> Howard, if, if Jimmy Kimmel got it, he's all the way on the other coast, Jimmy right. Kimmel got it, and then he got over it. Would you see him in six months or would that be in your head? I'd see him on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> what if one of us gets the coronavirus? I'm already gone. I know it. Yeah, yeah. Ga- Gary will do the show from his home. That's it. <laughs> Fred, Fred might as well do the show from his home. I never know he's there anyway. <laughs> right, Freddie? No. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. You know what? I guess I would announce it, but I got to think that through. It's, there's no stigma to it. That's like getting the flu. No, no, no. I'm frightened. And I'm frightened of everyone. I'm never going to a Jackson Brown concert again. I'm announcing. (laughs) Um, Oh, you know who got it? David Bryan. Oh, yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, the pianist of Bon Jovi. Yeah, stay well. I mean, get well, David. Everyone says... We're not coming in, right? (laughs) The new sign-off now is stay well. And I'm like, (laughs) stay well? I'm hardly well through this thing. Just uh, <laughs> a well. I don't know. And speaking of that, what about your therapy? Are you doing that by phone? Yeah. yeah. I go. There's nothing to talk about except coronavirus. And he goes, No, no, no. You're just avoiding again. You know, you you gotta you start talking. And then before you know it, I'm fucking yelling and screaming and too. You know. <laughs> about what? Oh, I, I yell about everything. Oh my goodness. Mostly, I was yelling about my mother. And having to take care oh, of Oh, that has been on your mind. Yeah, because she doesn't listen. And what happened yesterday? Because yesterday you were going to tell them about the New York Times? I called up my assistant, who called <laughs> up my mother's assistant. And and I, I said to uh, my assistant, Laura, I said, tell my mother's woman that she should go out and buy rubber gloves. And my father should read the fucking New York Times with his rubber gloves on. I mean, what? I mean, she won't listen to me. Maybe she'll listen to her. All right. So you don't know if they complied. Yeah, I don't know. She didn't want to hear from me because she <laughs> says, "You're driving me crazy. <laughs> You're making me miserable. I don't want these calls." Okay, fine. Don't have these oh, calls. Good luck. Right. Uh, when are you going to talk to her again? I don't know. Let her call me. I'm tired of calling. All right. I mean, I, I'm tired of getting yelled at for trying to save everyone's life. Imagine I'm your son and I'm just yelling at you all day. <laughs> Who's more frightened, you or Beth? Beth is more frightened than I am. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she is a maniac. 
she is like cleaning and like completely freaked out by coronavirus. She is definitely way more freaked out than I am. But I think, you know, I was thinking about you after the, the president made that announcement last night. I told you it freaked me out. I was thinking about you and what Beth said on Monday, that you're going to get it. And then you're going to die. Yeah. And I thought, you know, she might be right. Wrong. Because the way some of these people are describing the coronavirus. Yeah. I don't think you can take it. Oh, God. What do you mean? Oh, they've been talking about great pain. Oh, really? Headaches, like terrible, well, oh, on I, the level of I migraine. Uh, that's, I, I didn't want to tell you. You asked. Stop. Stop. Because <laughs> I now have a headache. <laughs> you just said headache, and I got a headache. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, this is a good no. one. Too. Have I you, don't know if you can deal with it. Have you reached out to anyone you haven't spoken to in years? Have you? Have me, Have I? Yeah. Years? No. Did you get? I, I have a lot of rare, you know, people I keep very close. I've been reaching out to all of them. No, not. I mean, I don't feel like it's that yet. Have you, Fred? Texting. That's about who, it. Who did you text that you had in text? Uh, Somebody who I grew up with, you know, when I when I went to high school. Really? Yeah. You had their phone number? He has mine, I have his, and we're more like texting buddies as far as that goes. But you haven't you haven't seen him in years? You haven't talked to him in years? I haven't seen him well last time I saw him was maybe three years ago and before that it was like back in the seventies. It's the last time I saw him. So that's it. He's definitely someone from the past. Wow. Have you, Howard? No, I mean, but I've been reaching out. I've, I've been trying to, like, be more present and reach out to certain people. Like, I, I made contact with my buddy, Dr. Lou, to make sure he was okay. And Well, yeah, I'm doing all of that. But you talk to Lou a couple of times a year. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk fairly. You know, you know we, we. Yeah, but. Yeah, and then my uh, buddy Pete, the guy who comes down to the uh, station, I texted him. I heard from, like, Wayne Siegel. He was all excited. I mentioned him on the radio yesterday. He's he's ready to go and tell your dad that he can't have the New York Times. Yeah. Oh, he was all ready. And, and Wayne's such a sweetheart. He was like, uh, hey, um, I got some extra Tylenol. Do you need any? You know, it was like all of a sudden it's like the black market getting that. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got a connection. Everyone's got a stash. But uh, hey, I reached out to somebody from my past. Who's that? I've, uh, you know, the old lady who gave me the talcum powder hand job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's hot. But I've reached out to Denise Oliver and uh, tell her I said hi. Yes, I certainly will. She's you know why I'm not reaching out more. I swear to you, the thing that annoys me most about this whole coronavirus uh, situation is you get on the phone with someone and everybody means well, but everyone goes through their whole long spiel, and then you have to go through your long spiel. Either then we go. Oh. And- and then you go into, you know, and everyone, it's the same conversation over and over and over again. And I find it fatiguing. I mean, I haven't had a moment to paint. I've been busier now during the quarantine than I thought I'd be having fun during the quarantine. I'm not having any fun. And uh, I want to just be one of Alec Baldwin's kids and just have fun all day. Have them not talk to you about real stuff and, and how scary it is. Yeah. U.S. deaths are up to 800. As yeah. of 
right now. But I don't know. I, Every day the numbers are up. Isn't it like the same conversation, Gary, over and over again? Like you call someone and then they go through like, hey, um, Trump, 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 Trump. Here's what they have to do. Here's what I saw. People on the street are. And, you, and then then you hang up and then you get on the phone with another person. It's another fucking hour of your life hearing the same horse shit. I also feel like people have to give you their um, their calendar for the last two weeks so they can prove to you that they're doing what they've done. So I haven't gone out. Yesterday I did this, and we've been home since this, and we haven't <laughs> gone out. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't care what you ate for dinner last night, <laughs> you know, but I'm getting this information. And- I get a lot of, um, uh, like, oh, my husband, you know, oh, so-and-so cooked, or people did things that they've never done before, like cooking or cleaning or stuff like that. Yeah, and then they want a medal for it. Oh, guess what I'm doing this evening? Uh-oh. I'm having a virtual cocktail party. Good. By the way. Fred's wife. You know what? Good, because she can't stand talking to Fred. So (laughs) imagine being Fred. Imagine being trapped in a room with Fred for like an entire (laughs) conversation. So, oh, you're having a virtual party with Allison. A a few of us who get together, we were like, let's have a virtual cocktail party. I am so happy. We'll get together in front of the computer screen (laughs) with a drink. I'm happy to hear that a friend of mine called, a woman called the other day and said, you have to tell Beth that she needs to be in touch with other women. And I'm going, what, and interrupt her cleaning? Goes, <laughs> it's very important that she have women friends and they get together a virtual, you know, meeting, <laughs> things like that. I go, all right, I'll tell her. But she does. She like she talks to my sister in law Amy every day on the uh-huh. she talks to our friend Kelly every day. You know, she's doing She something. has her her group. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like and, and someone said, you know, you should be talking to people. I go, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. I'm I mean, really, I do not want to keep talking to more people. I talk to the kids and that's it. And so um but I was thinking about you and I'm like, she's probably gonna have a nervous breakdown because you're all alone. And you're probably going to start talking to yourself and go mental. So good. Okay, what happened? I told you I've been through this before. I had to quarantine every time I was on chemo. Yeah, but you need to talk. I see you. I don't talk to anybody. Well, should I get on the phone with her? Three hours later, I look at my wife. Get out of here. You are ridiculous. You won't stay on the phone for 15 minutes. I can't take it. (laughs) I, I, I do not like, I told my kids this too, I'm the worst. I do not like talking on the phone but because I, I got to keep you alive. Oh, you. And, and then I get off the phone. I got a million and one questions, but he rushed me off. Right. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I got shit to do. But with Robin, I worry because she's that long. I'm just checking. I worry that Robin's alone. So I'm like, all right, I'm like Robin's. Husband. I'm not that alone. All right, good. I have really dear friends that, uh, and not that you're not one of them. I keep in touch with you too. Let that, let, we're let, always in touch with each other. Let that Allison Norris sit there with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm having a virtual orgy in my shower tonight. <laughs> uh, Ronnie Puppet, you're going to uh, get on the computer and uh, yeah. talk different yeah. girls. Me and Stephanie and maybe one of the other chick- um, oncologists from the vet group. Yeah. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe and I'm going to make her some lunch. I'm going to feed her the Ronnie hot dog. I take my cock and I put it in between a bun and I put mustard on the head of my dick. 
Bone hey, up my teeth. <laughs> I was thinking, Ronnie, you should chart, chart uh, you should uh, develop a virtual strip club. Yeah. I'm going to open up a virtual sex restaurant where I'm going to make jizz soup. <laughs> yeah. Slurp that down. Virtual squirt from Stephanie right on the Zoom camera. You feel more or less inspired to paint these days. Yeah, I do, but there's no time. And what, do you have a, a set group of things that you have in line to paint? Do you work one painting at a time or do you work on different paintings? I'm currently working on three different paintings. Uh-huh. And I'm now doing a drawing that I'm going to do, just a, just a pencil drawing on paper. I love it. But I don't have time. I mean, I have these ideas in my head, but I think I have to quit this job and just draw pictures <laughs> all day. Uh, what would have to happen for Howard to feel safe going back to Sirius XM Studios? I don't know. Oh, what is gonna take? What is it gonna take to get you back in there? I don't know. A lot. Do you think you'll be returning to do shows this year? No, I don't. I believe this is gonna go on for a really long time. Uh, why did you choose Long Island and not Florida? Yeah, we were on our way to Florida, and I was just like, "Fuck this." We got we got so many cats and fosters here. Beth and I looked at each other. New York. And I think it's safer up here than it is down there. You do? I do. I don't. New York don't. is the worst. I think it's safer where you are out east. I think That's people right. in New York are being more responsible. Florida. Florida has a big problem. I don't is. think they understand it yet. Oh, really? Because I think it is it is so crowded out here where I am. I mean, I went for a walk yesterday on a beach. At, you know, this time of year, it's deserted. All these fucking morons are running around on a beach. I well, that's I the same thing that's happening in Florida. They've had to close some of the beaches because people won't stay off of them and in close proximity. You should have seen Beth and I running from people yesterday. <laughs> I go, what is this guy doing walking with his on this beach? I get angry. Um, has Howard changed his diet or exercise to strengthen his immune system? I eat a now. I'm down to most of my meals are. I eat dal, which is a bean. I learned this when I lived in the monastery. Dal, stream beans, tomatoes, and cucumbers. And I eat that in a big bowl. And that I, I hope you're not eating too many cucumbers. No, 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 because I had seeds in my ass when I had my colonoscopy. <laughs> Doctor goes, you eat a lot of cucumbers. He's looking up his butt and he says, you eat a lot of cucumbers. He goes, maybe moderation. So, I'm, yeah, no, I'm pretty good now with my... All right. Gary, I bet you Gary's having virtual parties, like a virtual vinyl party. No, but I will tell you, we um, our family got together on Friday and Saturday night, like 10 or 12 of us, like my kid in L.A., brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and cousins, and we, we just talked for like an hour and a half just to catch up with each other. Gary loves to talk. He's the opposite of me. <laughs> you, know, you know what I miss? I miss talking to the guys in the back. That's right. what I miss the most. Telling them about plantains. Oh, yeah. Vinyl and how much money I lost in the stock market. Right. I, think, I actually think I talk to those guys more now <laughs> than at work because we're on calls all fucking day long. Yeah. In fact, in the morning, I get on this computer about six in the morning. We have a production meeting before we do the show. And as soon as I turn on the computer, the first voice I hear is Gary talking to the girl. Gary's already talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I gotta tell you. And then my aunt said to my my my, my wife, and then she said, and then uh, in the South, my I lost this amount of money because of that. And I'm like, whoa, Gary's on fire today. You know, I miss the chocolate jar in my office. That's what I miss the most. Right. Let's see what else. I don't know. Keeping up with the Peloton and all of that. Yeah. Well, I'll talk, we'll talk on Monday when we have the good equipment. I'm probably going to end the show now. I want to thank okay. Alec Baldwin for coming on. That was great. like to hear what he's up to. And we're going to, you know, next week we're going to have a lot of ability, including I'm, I'm anxious to talk to the people in our audience. I yeah, it would be interesting to find out how the audience is, um, you know, the people out there are doing had thought about the whack pack during all yeah of well here's a preview of what you're going to hear on monday okay um, um hey jeff the drunk how you doing this is where fred will now <laughs> bobo bobo how you, motherfucker, you ever pick up my calls you son of a bitch Bobo, you're in Florida. It must be terrible. I'm sure you're very scared. Remember how scared Bobo was? Like, oh yeah, you Bobo's afraid of nothing. This right. is awful. This is a catastrophe. I'm 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 sitting at the Seven Eleven parking lot talking to you on the phone because my wife won't let me talk in the house. Yeah, it's that's terrible. What, that's what it's going to be like. He's he's Fuck like the a, Chinese people. Those bastards. They ate the bats, right, Bobo? That's right. You you put you know, it's their Chinaman and a Chinaman's clothing. That's what I say. And then I'll get on with Wendy and she'll want money, right? Well, you know, Wendy doesn't do well. That was one of the things I thought. Remember the hurricane or whatever it was down there? And she lost her mind because she lost power. Oh, here's an update. High pitch Eric has been posting messages of hope on Instagram. Oh, really? Anybody? I'd like to see a few of those. Howard, he he emailed me throughout the entire show yesterday. He wanted to jump in with us. His home health health aid worker was there cleaning the house. He oh. wanted us to talk to her. Is he he has so he's not quarantining. No, I mean somebody. Listen, he, he said, probably you know, thinks he's quarantining. You know what? I can't wait till Monday to find out like how he's quarantining <laughs> and what he, he doesn't even know what a fucking quarantine is. You see. That's why we're doomed. Right. He's not, he's driving around in that car, right? I'm sure he's going out shopping. Well, he orders in a lot of food, doesn't he? Yeah. You know what? Monday, let's just check in with the whack pack. Yeah. Let's leave it wide open. We don't need to talk to anybody famous or anything because we have to just find out like what Tan Mom is up to. And what they need to know that they don't already know. Yeah, like we let's you know how people are homeschooling their kids. <laughs> let's homeschool the whack pack, and like actually get them on and 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 like teach them. Like you know, right. Bo, you know, Bobo is completely confused. And Bobo doesn't, doesn't know how to quarantine. Good, yeah, I heard you, that you shouldn't wash your hands. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be some fucking crazy thing like that, right, Bobo? They say you're supposed to hold your breath for like twenty seconds, but. How long is 20 seconds? I forget. Bobo, you're turning red. 20 seconds isn't this long. You've been holding your breath for five minutes. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. By the way, are you supposed to put your head in an alligator's mouth to kill the coronavirus? It's going to be wild. Um, By the way, doesn't Bobo have a school? Yeah. He's got a home school. <laughs> All right, Bobo, what are you teaching your child? A spelling? Stay away from my toupee. I think it's infected. That's what the most important part I got to teach them. 
Are you teach? What, I know you're a driving instructor, but what else can you teach oh, your child? Uh, I'm teaching them all the core courses. Two plus two equals seven. <laughs> <laughs> I before E, except after D. Wouldn't you love to like quiz that kid after three months of Bobo? Oh my God! Yes, Wouldn't that be great. Find out what he knows. I don't know. I've gone backward in his knowledge. I'm I teaching know. him the Dewey Decibel System. <laughs> That's a bowl. And there are 130 continents. I know that Bobo's always screaming about the Common Core. I don't know if he right. knows. He, he's the big Common Core guy. Whatever that is. No, he's against the Common Core. No more Common Core. Well, whatever it was, he was adamantly... In whatever he was about it, he was. It was like a political issue for him. Yes. What is Common Core? It's, it's a, some kind of curriculum. It's a, it's a more it's a, a a curriculum that's like on on a national level where teachers have to teach this courses that have been set up, and a lot of people complain that it doesn't give teachers enough latitude to teach the way they're supposed to, and that they're just teaching bullshit and it doesn't work. Why would he care? He doesn't know anything. Because someone yelled it out once, I'm sure, and now he's against it. Well, he thought it would have an effect on his driving lessons. Well, here's a fact. Bobo thinks the Chinese started the virus to eliminate the United States population. Oh, my God. So it should be an interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. We better get to them before they totally wig out. The only thing I heard about the WAC pack, and I'll get Shuli on, too, uh, Monday, because he knows everything that's going on with him. That's his whole job. Yeah. Um, at least he's made it his job, you know. <laughs> that's what he does. But um, I heard that Tan Mom's record producer, Adam Barda, uh-huh. has decided during the coronavirus, Gary, tell me if I have this right, that he will only charge $1. He had a special sale for his, um, what's that thing called? Cameo. Yeah, his cameo appearances, his cameo message. What? It was a short period of time. He was offering a special of a dollar for his cameo and then he knocked it back up to its regular price after a couple of hours. I'm shocked. I, I can't even imagine what he was thinking. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say, I can't even imagine that someone's asking him for a cameo message. Adam Barda? Well, that too. I mean, what is going on on cameo? Bobo Puppet, what are you doing? You, I see you're over there teaching your child. Yeah, I'm trying to teach him how to spell quarantine. That's K. <laughs> A-R-I-N-T. That's right, isn't it? I heard you're teaching your son the capital of all 36 states in the United States. That's correct. Absolutely <laughs> correct. I, I, and, and I also tell him to wash his hands with water, not feces. Right. And the capital of New York is Long Island. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't eat ass. Right. That's right. That's a good lesson. And I'm teaching them the three R's. Reading. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, China China is the worst capital of Europe. Right. Oh. So you're you're the, like, chief educator in your house during this homeschooling. That's correct. I'm the ombudsman. I am the chancellor of my college in my house. Walk down all Chinese restaurants in the United States. And Godzilla is the president of Japan. Right. All right. Well, thank you for that. All right. So Monday we'll be able to check in with everybody, hopefully. 
Yeah, because we also need an update on how um, um, Underdog is doing. Oh, my God. You know what? Fucking Shuli better get on that. He better write. I better have a package on my desk of how Underdog is doing and everybody else. Right? Absolutely. And we have to check in on everyone in the WAC pack who's still with us. By the way, bear with us on Monday. I don't, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of bumps in the road, but it's be pretty good, but <clears throat> excuse me, my voice was blowing out. Hold on. <laughs> I'm yelling into this computer. I hate it. All right. I'm going to end the show. All but, right. You know, and I'm going to go urinate. Are you going to urinate? Well, I probably will. We've been sitting here for a long time. You don't, you don't feel like you have to go like desperate? Not right away. No, I don't have to run. Awesome. I do. <laughs> you should keep a bucket under here. Well, you should be like the people in your home and pee into a bottle. Oh, I just got a message. Shuli says he's on it. He's all right. Already preparing for the Underdog Monday. That'll be the big. That'll be the big feature. Oh boy, I can't wait. All right, everybody. You know what can I say? This is the weirdest time ever in the. I think this is the weirdest time ever that I've ever lived through. Ever lived through. I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, "Look at how long we've been around." Now we're dealing with something like from 1918. Things that never happened before are happening now. Yep. All right. Everybody try to, uh, what, what can be my sign off during this? Like, st- I don't want to say stay well, because I think that's kind of bogus. What about like courage? Oh, that was Dan Rather. That was Dan Rather, and that didn't work out so well. I got to sign off. Go ahead, Ronnie. I'm going to come. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All of America. I'm going to come. Thank you.